0: Hey guys, this is Arden here from the Foresight Podcast, recording this intro slash update on Saturday, October 26, 2019. We hope all is well with you. And as always, please follow us on social media at ForesightPod. Make sure you're reading our new writing page on Medium at ForesightWritesOnMedium.com, along with, of course, checking us out on any platforms between Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. But now that is out the way, here is the update for this week in regards to episode 95. Um, simply put, the guys did not meet up this week to record a new episode. Um, we've all been very busy and half of the crew have some very important things to handle this weekend. So that's what's being done along with the rest of us needing a chance to recharge our batteries and chill for a bit it's been a very hectic fall season for all of us here so we decided to re-release our first two episodes of the punch-in our latest interview series um if you haven't checked it out please check it out it's been great it's been awesome and it's only getting better and the first two episodes feature casket d and steleone a huge thanks to those guys for agreeing to be on the show and giving us one hell of an interview um they've, they've been a big reason why the show's been getting a great response and we're going to build this show um, we have some new interviews coming out soon as soon as the couple weeks and really all the way through new year so definitely make sure you're following along with the punch end but as for today what you're going to hear on episode 95, are the first two episodes of the show featuring Steleone and D via the punch So please enjoy it, man. That's simply that. The crew will meet back up next weekend to give you guys one heck of a show. We are nearing episode 100. But before signing off, once again, make sure you're following us on social media. Check us out on any and all platforms. And that is simply that. Huge thanks to those that have been helping us thrive so far this fall. Huge thanks to those that would do so again. on? This is Arden here from the 4th Side. I'm back with a new edition of The Punch-In. Our new interview series. Um, first things first, I really have to give you guys, the viewers, the followers, et cetera, and et cetera, a huge thanks for supporting us. Again, supporting Foresight as a whole over the course of the summer. You know, making sure you guys are tuning in, staying in check with us, man. Obviously, we came back with our season opener of a podcast. And you guys showed us a lot of love with the first episode of The Punch In. Gotta give a huge thanks to Stillion for agreeing to do the interview. It was a very dope interview. And of course, a huge salute to my guys over at Square One Productions, man, along with Son of Sam Films. But I'm very excited about this one. Coming to you live from the Guitar Center at Ridge Hill and Yonkers. Gotta get back to Yonkers, man. You already know the vibes with that, man. It hits close to me, man. Home sweet home. And with our special guest for today, I remember the first time Casket. When I heard your music, well, I heard a verse of yours. It was uh, it was on a record. It was you, Shorts. Shout out to Shorts and Brew. It was on the Kodak Black Tunnel Vision remix. Mm-hmm. And it was funny enough because when I was preparing for the interview today, I was like, all right, what is that record? So I'm like looking on, you know, the YouTube channel. Yeah. Couldn't find it. Then I went <clears throat> on the other channel and I found it. And there was a quotable by you at that re- in that record that I remember at that time, I was saying over and over because it was such a dope line. It was such a dope line. And I actually have it uh, written up in here. And that record is probably my favorite lyric of yours for me. It was simply mama's tears. That's the product of hesitation. And I remember hearing that and I was like, "Yo, I got to play that back because that's tough. And it's something real about it. Just the realization of it. Again, mama's tears. That's the product of hesitation. And and you're an artist, Casket D, that you are, I think, and in, in all seriousness, in every sense of the word, successfully independent, working at this so hard. <laughs> so clearly your hard work and your focus, you're you're very deliberate in how you go about doing these things. And you're also just very supportive. That's another thing too that's been dope about Casket, man, just the last several months of us getting to know each other, at least through social media, and this is our first time meeting each other today. Fair is the fact that he's constantly been supporting us, we've constantly been supporting him, it's been genuine, and it's just dope to just support those that it is absolutely real and focused on their mission. So, folks, on our second edition of The Punch-In, got our guy.
1: His name Casky, he say he gonna put niggas straight in the Casket if they fuck with him.
2: Definitely, definitely, and I appreciate that too. That's, that's, Shout out to Shorts too. Shorts reached out to me for that record. And um, we, we we did a couple, Shorts been on a couple um, <clears throat> venues that I've been on and cards that I've been on, bills and shit. Yeah. So we built a relationship through that. And he was like, yo, I got something. I, I want you to jump on. I'm like, yeah, shoot it my way or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a cook on this bro. Like it gave me that feel. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, yo, you know, we had plans to actually shoot the visual in everybody's hood. Yeah, And then it, it transpired where we didn't really have a time, so we was like, yo, we gonna shoot it out here and, and the planes come through. I'm like, yeah, love, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And it was a great time, man. Yeah. Show none but hospitality and all that. Shout out to the whole vanity and brewing everybody too. It, it was a good time. But that verse, like, I just, that was all real rap. Like, yeah. a, a lot of my music period is, is nothing's really fabricated, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Sometimes you get a little braggadocious and some mm-hmm. shit like that, but for the most part, it's not. And I was like, you know, we, we got somebody from New Rock, we got somebody from the Plains, we got somebody from Y.O. on this record. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let them know what's up with me and mm-hmm. where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm glad that it reached ears like you and other people that weren't familiar at that time. And I'm sure it did vice versa with, you know, people that I have a following with or um, Brew did, for instance, cause I know they, they worked together before that, him yeah. and all of that. But um, like a lot of my homies, like, yo, I fuck with dudes, like, they, yeah. they was spitting, that was dope, Um, homie was dope, you know, da-da-da. So, you know, that's that's that cross-branding that's very important 100%. in this culture. And I just feel it has to be organic, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I'm not out here reaching out to nobody, really. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, if we cross paths and it ends up being like, yo, you got a dope vibe, I got a dope vibe, and we, we kick it, it's gonna naturally occur. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can hear that when it doesn't, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I just never been that type of dude. I'm always a go-get-mines, I-don't-really-need-nobody-for-nothing type of guy. So, But um, it was a dope record, man. It was a good moment in time, too. So I'm, I appreciate that you love that verse. I love that verse, too.
0: Yeah. It, part of that verse as well, man, I think was just like, and that's not to say it can't happen. Well, I'll say it. <coughs> you can have a good verse, you can have a great verse, but I think that verse for you was transcendent because of the fact of like, you clearly reached another level. Like you really reached what we say in the culture, like that God flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your first half was already like dope. It's like all right, like this is dope. Like what's up? Yeah. And then it got to the second half, and you just started spazzing. Like mm-hmm. it's like as if you was already comfortable, but then you got to another level of comfort. Yeah. yeah so yeah. now it's like all right, watch this now. I could do this. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. I'm about to start playing with the flow. I'm about oh, to start nice. playing with the lyrics. Like I'm really about to just show you more and more. And that's what this re- that's what really made it resonate to me more. And that's not to say like I wouldn't have checked for you or, or enjoyed the diverse any less, but it helped me enjoy diverse more because it's like, wow, like it's really seeing somebody yeah. at the top of their game respect show us that you could reach another level
2: yeah, you you can I mean it, evolution should be in any creator's mind, right mm-hmm. and you I, like my rappers probably noticed like you you hit different kind of levels right through your through your career or even if it's not a career for you but through your time being a creator and writing music. So you get to different peaks and you're like, then you break through there and you just get, to where you're so comfortable that you get nicer yeah. and nicer. But that also occurs in verses. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, you know, when you playing ball, right? And yeah. maybe the first quarter or something, you, you're you not draining every three, but you you're balling. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you on fire. Yeah. You get in a cer- certain type of zone where, mm-hmm. and that's why I say sometimes 16s, they cut you short sometimes before yeah. you actually hit that. You can hit that zone in the second ball.
0: Yeah. Sometimes
2: you it takes longer, you know yeah. what I'm saying to actually hit that And sometimes like,
0: you don't hit the zone at all. It's and a good you performance hit that zone. but yeah. That's it's fact. not the zone. Of
2: course, of course. Every mm-hmm. game is not a Jordan Flu game, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but um I th- I thought that verse was one of those joints too, like and I was like, yeah. I, and that, the the friendly competition in rap brought that out too as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like I tell people all the time, I never want to have somebody Outside of my camp, eat me, right? Yeah. And not to sound arrogant, but I don't feel that's happening since a young pup, right? Mm-hmm. But I go out my way to make sure that's not going to happen with somebody outside. Now, if it if it happens to be somebody from my own camp, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for somebody outside of the campus, like even if you thought they hung or whatever, you're not gonna. It, it'll be a debate. Yeah. You're not gonna sit here and be like, "Yo, Duke ate him." That yeah. ain't gonna happen, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But that's the, that's the beauty of and, uh, and nature of rap. Like, mm. it, it's a competitive sport. It sparked from the parks and battling. Yeah. And I came, you know, I'm not old at all, I'm a young dude, but mm. I came up around a lot of older dudes and you had to battle. You yeah. had to be in the cyphers on your block and in the street or in the studios or in the school lunchroom or wherever it was at. You know, the internet, I think that's one thing that a lot of the young dudes now should find A way to do because they don't some of them just don't have that hunger to be elite right Mm. and i feel like that actually you had no choice to do that yeah because it didn't matter the internet wasn't really popping as much back then so you couldn't have just blew up on the internet you know what i'm saying that changed the game for indie acts but at that given time you had to earn your stripes Somehow some way right. And that was the way to do it, mm-hmm. you know And I feel like that caused and anim- that created an animal in a lot of people. Yeah, and, and it's, it's also
0: it. just the fact that there's uh, There was one quick point too. I also think and this is something I learned a lot about as well recently about features There's a certain <laughs> respect Amongst rappers when you give somebody that last verse and you say go off. Yeah because it's kind of like it's an alley to yeah, basically kill everybody yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, we could have a very dope showing, but if we give you the last spot, and it's, oh, by the way, take us home, that, that is a signal for, like, how much... Yeah. That is a signal for how much they respect you. It's that aspect of, okay, we respect you that much for the fact that we'll give you that last verse for you to just do whatever you want and to go into it.
2: That's a fact. It and, has to be like that, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. I mean, sometimes, you know, the, the beginning of a record, and yeah. the end of a record mean a lot. Yeah, it's it's extremely important. Yeah, because it's the first thing somebody's hearing when they turn it on. Yeah, and they might turn it off after that if not. Yeah, and to f- just end with a bang. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's it's just like the first scene in a movie and the end scene. Yeah, you don't want to end off weak and start off weak. Mm-hmm. The middle you might have some time, and, and in a record you never want that period. Mm-hmm. You want from start to finish to be yeah. polished and 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 how you want it. Mm-hmm. But at the end. And in, in the beginning oh, of them records is very sense. important. And it is a, a respect you factor. Like, like I appreciated work? it. I was like, yo, let's do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So
0: just to get back to the Shorts record that you guys have with the Tunnel Vision, how
2: did you guys even come about making that? Shorts reached out to me. Mm-hmm. I, that, was, that was Shorts vision, if I'm correct. And he, he was like, yo, I got something I want you to jump on. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm all for it, bro. And then um, I thought it was going to be actual record at first, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, an original. Mm-hmm. And then when he, he told me what it was and it was gonna be like a freestyle, I was like licking my chops like yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I get to just go, no problem. Like mm-hmm. and um it was dope. I I think I sent him I don't know if I did send him back my verse, like a voice recording of my verse, or yeah. he set up the session up in um Union Music. Union shout out to yeah. music, yeah. I got you. Yeah, shout out to Guap and all of them out all there those guys and um he had a up. session lined up for it. Yeah. and he was like, yo, we gonna be locked in if you wanna come and do that joint. I was like, hell yeah. It just so happened that week, I was terribly sick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, bad, that's like, and it was all in my throat, pause, mm-hmm. but not like a head cold. I wasn't really just stuffy. It was like my, I couldn't even speak. So I'm like, yo bro, I'm gonna come, but I don't know what I, what you are gonna get out of me. So I came and I was like, I don't care. I'm doing it regardless. Like he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the vibes was right. He had his whole crew in there. Yep. Everybody was sipping, smoking, getting right, chilling.
0: Everybody's welcoming.
2: Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, what's on? Like, I'm gonna do it anyway. Like, worst case scenario, I come back a couple days when my, my you know, I'm all healed up mm-hmm. and I'll re record it. Mm-hmm. And I recorded it and and they was like, Oh, damn, bro, you killing that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They were showing mad love. And um I'm like, yo, I'm still gonna re record it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I did come back by myself one time. I came back, I'm like, I reached out to Gwap. like, yo, I gotta re record that. He's like, Yeah, no doubt, come through. Hit me up like, yo, I got some. I got an hour right now if you want to come. Yeah, no doubt. Bust it down. And um, we ended up deciding, yo, to run with the original version. Yeah. It was just something about that energy on it. Mm-hmm. Even though my, my voice was yeah. tainted compared to my regular track voice, mm-hmm. I guess the environment. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got 25 dudes in there. It just brings out a different aura, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it was displayed on the record. And we decided to run with that one. But, like, I, I, I was telling my mans back home. Cause I think I came to that session solely too. Yeah. I think um, most of the dudes I run with on a regular basis, they was either caught up or I, I might have not even re- reached out to nobody like that. Yeah, you just pulled up. Yeah, I pulled and up. And sometimes that
0: leaves a bigger impact too.
2: Yeah, I, I, that's what you I know? said too. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm like, I'm pulling up like regardless. I might have told maybe my right hand blizzard, but um, he might have been busy. But outside of that, I'm not. You know, we, we deep, like we could be 100 deep at any given point, but there's a lot of times that you're going to catch me dolo too, you know That's what I'm saying? That's crazy thing, you get 100 deep. Yeah, yeah, they, shout out to all these uh, venues in NY, man, they, they know, SOBs and all of that, like we coming through the door 100 deep, like mm-hmm. I felt like it was my, you know, this is getting a little off track, but I felt like it was my responsibility to represent where Yonkers was from yes. on the indie scene, you know, because mm-hmm. you go to, and on different bills I was headlining, or even if it was early on when I wasn't headlining, Everybody was either from Queens or BK, or, or Harlem, you know, yeah. the Bronx, and um, even Jersey, you know, you know. Yeah, Jersey would even be in these venues. Deep, not not deep, but there would be two or three acts there sometimes. Yeah. And I'd be the only dude most of the time, let alone from Westchester, let alone from Yonkers. I'm so yeah. like, oh, they gonna know where I'm from. Like, Fact. we flood that out, and they always Fact. be like, yo, y'all, y'all strong, man. Y'all come mm. out, yeah, yeah. That's how we roll. Like, but yeah, that that session was that, a dope that's session. That's
0: a big like motivation for me when it just comes to. Anything I've been doing, especially just with side man, is just the, the strength of Westchester, just yeah. our presence. Because, again, when you talk about the boroughs, you talk about Jersey, mm-hmm. heck, even more freaking Staten Island, Long Island, they will always have a representative there. Oh yeah, always. Whether, whether they want to represent them or not, always. Yeah, they will always have somebody yeah. there, and and they have such distinct styles that people will know. Yeah, that's a
2: that's a Manhattan. That's dude. such that's and a such. Brooklyn. He's from and here. Yeah. Such and such yada yada. You could tell even before they even speak sometimes just by the way they yeah. walk or the way they dress. Mm-hmm.
0: It. And it's just different because like West just we don't have that, so it is up to us oh no to no make question. sure folks understand that. And there was an earlier point I wanted to touch on. Because you said, you know, not necessarily being older, but you've hung out with a lot of older guys, OG. you know, OGs, wise guys. And that hit home to me as well, because I definitely have had my share of older friends that I was able to hang with and, and learn a lot from. Yeah. You know, especially because me, because it's like, I'm 26. Mm-hmm. So I just think back to even when I was like 15, the difference between being able to hang out, me being 15 and hang out with a 20-year-old oh, and yeah. Up, and them being mature and wise That's made a, big a huge, difference. huge difference. That's a fact. And you also touched on just that face-to-face aspect of when, you, when coming up and competing yeah. and understand how to get better and to test the waters. To so, to what extent do you remember from those times that <laughs> you challenge yourself, whether it's going against another rapper, going mm-hmm. into another cipher, or whatever the case may be, that you felt like, yo, I gotta, I gotta come
2: up here, I gotta see what it's like. That Even before I started rapping, I was, cha- I was challenging myself because I was outside at a y- very young age. Yeah. And I didn't have an older brother. Mm. So shout out to my, my cousin Sif, yeah. Body. He, he's my older cousin and he's about five years older than me. So he was the closest thing I had to an older brother at the time. Yeah. And my uncle, my uncle Vic. But my uncle Vic was about 12 years old. So he was, I wasn't really hanging out with him. I was hanging out with my cousin Mo, like his real name's Mo. And um, we was vibing all the time. So I was outside running with him and his friends. So a lot of the kids from my neighborhood that were my age, they used to have like kind of like a, a secret beef with me at the time. Yeah. when We real young because they see me running with the older dudes and yeah. getting love from them. And so my cousin Vest. And yeah, my like cousin that. Vest too. Shout out to Vest, like from my neighborhood. They all embraced me because I had somebody that was their age bracket that was my blood. You know what I'm saying? So all of the people that was five, six, seven years older than me was embracing yeah. me. And from there on, I had to compete because I had to either rumble or I didn't have people to run to. You know what I'm saying? So I was outside. I had to do what I had to do. Like, and then I, getting that turned into rap. So when I started rapping, it was the same thing. Like, um, here's some Yonkers history too. Shout out to Son of Sam. Sam was one of the dudes that was like incredibly good at a point in time when we were young, right? And I remember him coming to. We all from the same side of town, South Side. Um, and there's a park where I represent all the time, if you listen to my music, it's Culver Park. Yeah. And um, he came to the park one time, and I remember there was a couple people spitting. Yeah. And um, I wasn't in this cypher at the time. This is kind of when I really first started out rapping. And I was nice, though, but he made me say, yo, damn, man, like, I gotta get nice. Cause Sam was super, like, he was super nice as a young kid. And then I remember, like, uh, maybe a year or so later, I was just, I, I just was determined. I got so dope, you know what I'm saying? And that's when I was, like, everywhere, whatever block, you know? We There was a lot of people, like, high, shout out to Highland and mm-hmm. and Locust and different different hoods. You had to go there and, and test the waters with whoever they nice dude was, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so that's where it came from, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just ultra competitive by nature. I guess that's genetics, but yeah. I want to win everything, bro. Like, we play ball, I want to win, you know what I'm saying? I never was blessed to be as physically gifted as most of the sports, like people in the sports yeah. that I played. yeah. But rap was something different. Mm-hmm. I, I was determined too. Like it, it, it's like being in the gym, bro. Like I'm in the studio daily, daily. So I'm. it's like being in the gym daily. You're gonna be pretty fit. You in the gym daily and you mm-hmm. eating right. So I'm in my gym at every day. I'm in the studio every day. I'm working on music, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that work ethic, separated me from a lot of my peers early on, mm-hmm. where some people might have had that talent, but they didn't nurture it enough. And they didn't grow. A lot of people stayed where they were five, several years ago. And it's like, dude, I'm gonna get better and keep getting better. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if I was that good then, don't see me in three years from now. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ain't working how I'm working. And that was just that's always just been my, my mentality and drive with kind of anything in life. And I take that approach with anything. I got a young daughter now, and. I'm, I'm instilling in that, in her in that now. You ask her right now, what's the two things daddy hates the most? She'll tell you it's a liar and a quitter. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like we don't do those things over here. Mm-hmm. Not in this family. You mm-hmm. know? So.
0: in those times back then, man, where you really just traveled around and competed, it, it brings back good memories for me because it it's like, it, I didn't have that musically mm-hmm. or anything necessarily in the streets or anything with the youth. But it was more like that with basketball. Yeah. Like.
2: Oh yeah. Sports when I was growing
0: up, playing a ton of basketball, and this was back when like when N one mixtape was popping and yeah. it was trying to be hot sauce and all <laughs> yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like at, at my park, you know, uh, my park back then, that I, I guess you could say like I repped, and I mm-hmm. kept going back to it and over and over. For those reps, was the Martin Luther King Park, mm-hmm. and I used to go there all the time because we be right by where I lived in Slow Bombs, mm-hmm. right by I think by Locust. Yeah, that's Hill, all Locust. And. Yep. It reputation starts getting big and oh, folks are that? spreading. You you killing it at this part. And then it's like, yo, bro, you gotta go over here. Then you gotta, here. Go, over here. You, then you gotta go over there. And you gotta go by the P- PAL. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go by the YMCA. And, a and it just reminds me of those times because it really was like that. It's like, yo, I gotta go by these different parks. And I remember I had that moment where I got like a little big because mm-hmm. I like played in the open run <laughs> for the N one mixtape tour. Mm-hmm. And this is again with N one is like, Oh yeah, that's,
2: that N one was a shit. So
0: dudes found out they're like, "Yo, you played in the N one Open Room." So it just brings back good times and staying about those memories and stuff. And as we transition, especially in rap, especially in the culture, you know, I think we're we're a very welcoming culture, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part. And there there comes those times where, again, you look at hip hop, look at being a black culture, and even with it being welcoming, where you do have people that come in that aren't black. That sometimes aren't from those areas that helped build it, and they come in. Some appreciate it and know who they are in it. Some don't. As 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 a non-black rapper, what helped you just understand and fully embrace hip hop culture? Because what's your what's your background,
2: by the way? My my mother's Italian. My father's Puerto Rican. Okay. Um. I wasn't called? I, I I was kind of bred into it from my older cousin, to be quite honest. Yeah. But like we from the hood, so we were surrounded by it, and um, he put me on to everything. I was like, like I said, he was the closest thing to my older brother. So what, whatever he was doing, even my uncle Vic that I mentioned earlier too. Yeah. So he used to knock, you know, everything, hip hop. He's a hip hop head. Mm-hmm. And then my cousin Maul, they were and his brother Jahan, they were they was playing, you know, Biggie and 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 um. Woo and mm. um, Smooth the Hustler and Trigger the Gambler, like yes, shit like that, like, you know, Mob Deep. And I, I just like fell in love with it, you know, the co- whole culture. But like I said, like, I feel like when you grow up in the hood, like New York period is a melting pot and the Yonkers especially. 100%. So I'm from the South side. The South side is probably, is considered more a Spanish side. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like my side of town, It was a lot of black dudes, but there also was a lot of Puerto Rican and Dominican dudes. 100%. So most of my friends that I grew up with in my neighborhood were Dominican, Puerto Rican, and black, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Mostly, but like I said, there was a lot of Dominicans that we grew up with too. So we just were all around it. Like, Like it's different from us. Like I feel like when you're from like the Midwest and stuff like that, where it's not necessarily, or even like the suburbs upstate, Music is just like anything else, bro. It can engulf you. You fall in love with something and then you want to be a part of that. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like if, if my, my man Blizzard, he's Jamaican, so he grew up eating Jamaican food. That never stopped him from loving Spanish food when he experienced yeah. it or mm-hmm. Italian food or something like that. So I feel like it's the same with music and it's also the same with fashion. It's also the same with things like in sports. Like, you know, you could grow up playing baseball and then fall in love with basketball at an mm-hmm. older age. I just think with music, especially hip hop, it's a lot more touchy because it's also a culture, right? Yes. So yes, it is it is a music genre, but deeper than that, it's an actual culture that people live, right? It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that derived from the ghettos of New York, specifically the Bronx, and was ushered in by black and Latino people mm-hmm. from the Bronx, right? So when you don't know the history and you don't respect it, it's going to be frowned upon. And especially if you're considered a guest, right, in hip-hop. Yeah. Like, I, I've never felt like necessarily I was a guest. Cause like I said, I, I grew up, yeah. born and raised in Yonkers, New York, in the hood. Mm-hmm. So I was always a part. But there are people that might consider other people guests or even may consider myself a guest. You have to be respected. And that comes with giving respect, too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I feel like that's... It's just like anything in life, bro. You, you give respect to earn it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And people know who's who. Like, yep. it's not really hard to tell who's genuine, who's really what they say in their raps and who's not, yes. you know? 100%. So I, I feel like that plays a part, too. I, don't, I, I think in hip-hop period, whether you you could be black, white, Spanish, Chinese, anything, right? Whatever it is, if you faking the funk, somebody's going to pull that car because they 100%. see right through you, you know what I'm saying? 100%. So. And I go back to, like, our first conversation that we had
0: over the phone. It was just, again, like, the word genuine just kept coming up. Because being genuine is just such a big thing, man. And yeah. it's something that more than ever folks can see. Folks can see when it's not there. <laughs> For sure. And it's one of the biggest qualities that could really help somebody just be fully enthrusted into whatever they want to do. And I think it also helps with just their own pursuit of whatever it is that they're trying to do in their life. I really want to get into the first song that you feel as if defines who you are, you know? Because that's, that's my favorite part about this new series that we have yeah, here I love that. I, that was dope. It's the fact that it's just more than just a typical interview. This is the aspect of hearing the music and hearing the music from another perspective, from the creator themselves, the, the breaking down of it. I like to compare this to when we watch sports and we see athletes talk with commentators and they break down a play, how they did this, how they did that. So for you, D, what is that first song that you're going to play for us?
2: All right, so the first record that I want to play is off my first album, right, mm-hmm. which is called the 80 Loafs LP. Okay. So this dropped in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, I've been doing this a long time, man. I, I released several mixtapes before that. Mm-hmm. And most of the mixtapes were all original material too, so they kind of were like albums, but I didn't appro- approach it like yeah. an album. I approached them like a mixtape where there were a bunch of great records just kind of put together. Mm-hmm. When I did the 80 Loafs LP, which I had a concept for it to be part one of a trilogy series, right? Mm-hmm. And it ended up becoming the LP because technically it was too long to be an EP, but I constructed it like an EP. Yeah. So it's like eight records on it, but mm-hmm. technically six or under is an EP. And um, constructing it, I just wanted to make an album. So I said, you know, I'm not putting it together nowhere near like a mixtape. And I knew that that was gonna actually take me to that next level with my supporters and, and listeners and stuff like that. So, while constructing that, um, I was at actually my man Holiday's spot. And I had my, my boy, um, my brother Tally Boom, there mm-hmm. and his son, Lord Kai. Lord Kai, right? Mm-hmm. And the Kai makes beats as well as his father. Oh, wow. Now, he's a young boy, right? Mm-hmm. So, we seen him grow up, but he's super talented. And I'm like, yo, you know, I'm I'm in album mode. Play some stuff you've been working on. So he had a sample, and I, it's cr- it, it's it's um out of my mind right now. I can't remember what the sample was from, but he played something, and right away, just like a lot of the time, that's how I go. Like I, I wait yeah. till something fuels me, and I hear it, and it's like, don't touch it. Just leave it on. And that's what ha- happened that day. Leave that right there. So I started working on it, and the records ended up being called The Code, and um. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. want, I could play it but, and touch on it more. Yeah. But that record became a standout record on that album. And I personally feel like if I was mainstream, right, at that given point in time, it's an, a Grammy Award winning record. So that's one of those joints that okay. I definitely think is worthy of playing. And I could kind of get into a little more detail of the construction as far as the thought process. Right.
0: And, and with that construction of the of the record, what... Was certain points that you felt like within the work record that had to be fulfilled in order for it to really go to like the next level
2: to that level well it it, it just fueled me from the production standpoint at first right and and the way i approached that record was talking about kind of change, like the change that i i wanted to see but i wanted to that comes at the climax of the record right so i wanted to get there and i said, you know what for me to in order for me to get to what i want changed i'm going to talk about the things that i know so I kind of speak on everything I know in that record, a particular record, like I know such and such, I know this and that, you know what I'm saying, giving them kind of, these are, I can only talk, talk about the things I know, and these things, some of these things need to be changed, you know what I'm saying, and I think there's a lot of standout balls in that record, and it's just a powerful, powerful song, and um, at the end of it, I, I had some of my nieces, man, shout out to my brother Q, Stop Being Q, mm-hmm. he's one of the, actually, the old dudes from my neighborhood that looked yep. out for me too, mm-hmm. and, um his two daughters, I was like, you know, I want some, I want some youth singing at the end of it, harmonizing with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I brought them aboard and they did it and, and locked it. So mm-hmm. it, it's dope, man. I, I want to play it and then could be able to touch on it a little more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let's definitely do it, man. Is that the guitar or the banjo? You
2: uh, that's, <laughs> no, gotta that you know that I got to find out what sample that was from. Change, change when I come if we wait for some other
0: I can already see where you're trying to go with this. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. my thoughts, world
0: the world. for don't feed the poor. You know what this already reminds me of? Mm. This already reminds me of Tupac's change. That's dope. And I can see the change. That's dope, yeah. Races, 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 that's a great races, record too. I, n- yeah. I
2: never even compared it to that, but that's a very valid comparison.
0: Yeah, like that that the beginning, the way you come up
2: to it. Yeah. And even even kind of that up tempo feel, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's kinda yeah. like inspirational, but yet it still like has a groove to it. Yeah, it's
0: it's that kind of feel. And that's why like it's like I, I could already see where you was going for in regards to like being a bigger artist. It's like, yeah, this is like the record that catches the world's yeah. attention. Like this is the record that would have gave you like your logic moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, are you the code guy? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah. That?
2: That's a fact. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I see it. That relatability, the mm-hmm. struggles, things like that. Yep.
2: Yeah,
0: yes. But for good reason, I just hear, for good reasons, I hear some of my, like, my favorite records from the last decade or so. That's dope. Or the last two decades. So, like, Tupac's Change. That's dope. This is going to be a random one. Kanye's
2: Touch the Sky. Touch the Sky is a dope record, too. Like, the... So You, like, you feel that inspiration. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's where I was going with it. And it was the, the beat that fueled me, but I just mm-hmm. felt like...
0: And I guess like in the background, like the little I guess horns mm-hmm, or something. Horns. It reminds me of the touch the sky with the ba, 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 Like this ring yeah. gonna have a moment where it just explodes. It breaks like, through, yeah. That's Like dope. your verse right now is leading us it's through leading, leading us it. through. Then it's like, all right, take us home now. now that's where we're right. about to go. Like so like I really get it. That's tough. slip on the same thing
2: if you never clean the floor. Yeah, I love that ball. That's, That's tough.
0: tough. Wow, this is crazy. And they go almost two minutes of the straight bars, like yes. how do you? Because this was something I asked on about as well because I was so impressed with one of the records he played me. Yeah. How, do you how do you maintain your pace? How do you maintain your breathing? How do you do that in those moments where it's fast-forward, go, and you're on top of bar, on top of bar, on top of bar, on top of board, and the beat's encouraging as well because it's building up and Mm -hmm. it's building up. Like, how do you maintain that kind of pace, that kind of rhythm?
2: You know what's crazy? Actually, there's a lot of time that, when I was younger, right, and I was rapping, I don't know what I was on, but I thought I was like Rocky, like training, right? And I I would go from my rib to the park with a basketball, yeah. and I would spit my raps like kind of like jogging with the basketball yeah. trying to get my breath control up because I came yeah. from that era where it was like you don't punch in no yeah. one punches in you don't punch in you get yeah. your verse from start to finish if you have to punch it's no good yeah now I utilize the punch mm-hmm. daily I'm just a seasoned artist and I know like as far as being a recording artist wise you get the best quality sometimes when you punch in you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying but um at that point in time you know it, it was new to me, and I was taught, you don't punch in, bro. You know what I'm saying? You get your verse from start to finish. So I have literally used to work on breath control and stuff like that. And um, I love, like, any album or project you ever heard from me, you're going to hear at least one, if not multiple, records where I'm just going on it. Where it's not a 16-bar verse, a hook. A, I don't always do them formatted records. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I, My thing is verse, music is art. Verse, yeah, music verse. is art, bro. Like... The, people that just splattered paint on, on a canvas, there was people that told them that that's not art. And it became multi-million dollar vessels of art at one point in time. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, I don't stick to any little form or construct that they want to put me in. Like Art is art. There's no boundaries for it. So I'm yeah. going to do what I want to do, whatever that speaks to me on that song. Mm-hmm. And I just love to be able to go. I'm a lyricist, bro. So if it's up to me, I would go on every record. But yeah. You know, there's certain ones that you're going to get me for two, three, or four minutes just going on it. And that happened to be one of them. It was one I had a lot to get off my chest. Play a little more of this because, man, I really like this. I'm definitely downloading this. Love. I'm revisiting
0: this. Love it. That's a fact. Again, it's just so impressive to be two minutes in, two consecutive minutes into this to continue with that kind of pace. Yeah, it's dope. Dope record. It's a big record, man. Mm crazy there's something very unique about Yonkers that I was saying that for a while the other cities I lived in clearly helped shape who I am and, and 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 for the better Yonkers I don't think I'm the person I am without the living experience I had in Yonkers because as I moved to other places I guess my environment got better yeah but that experience I had in Yonkers what everything let me really know what it is oh, for sure in terms of just Excuse me. The reality of life,
2: definitely, in those
0: situations.
2: It's formative years for what too. You have.
0: Exactly, formative years. Yeah. My first friends, my first mm-hmm. schools, my my first interest. Yep. Things like that.
2: Definitely. I mean, that that that's your roots. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that sparked who you were gonna become as a man. Mm-hmm. Those, those adolescent years did that, and and I feel like I love my city. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people that will ask all the time. Like anytime I do an interview or something, they be like, you know. Being from Yonkers, like, do you feel you, you know, you need to, re- and I'm like, I am Yonkers, like, you know what I'm saying? My whole life has been Yonkers, so it's like, I don't feel like I need to do something for the city. I am doing it for the city, because I am the city, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this, the city is what made me who I am today, like, Absolutely. but I, I, this is, this is something for other artists that I would like to say. Yeah. As much as I love my city, and I was a somebody in my city before music, like, you, people know who I am, like. I, I, I did my thing, I'm, I'm a, I'm somebody in my city, period, right, whether it was for music or not. Anybody, as much as you love your city, you have to get out of your city. Mm-hmm. If you have something more important that the world needs, or you feel the world mm-hmm. needs, you cannot stay stuck in your city. And this is things that I really wanted to touch on. Yes. As much as I love my city, right, they're probably 25th on my list of cities that are playing me constantly, right? Mm -hmm. And I still get a lot of, like, I I get a lot of support here. What I'm saying is, if I would have stayed in that little box, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people that just care about getting that clout from their town, right? And it's like, that's cool.
0: And what's crazy is, sorry to cut you off, it's not even, they don't even try to reach as big as the town.
2: Yeah, just their neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah, just their neighborhood, exactly. Just their neighborhood. You got to see bigger than that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I make... I make a living off of this. A lot of it is from merch, right? Because that's how you make most of your bread. I, I've i done tons of streams, but streams don't really pay. You know what I'm saying? So it's shows, it's merchandise, it's mm-hmm. stuff like that. Dude, I'm shipping stuff out all the time to Cali, to Florida, to Pennsylvania, to the Midwest, even up into Canada, overseas at sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You have to be able, stop cutting yourself so short, bro. The people, my merch, like, it, the people that I know that, that I know personally, they not even copping it 24/7. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's never really the people that you around 24 yeah. that's gonna catapult you to that next level. That's a and, fact. And I feel like that's been my benefit is that I never seen myself like there's a record on Southie where I said I knew I was bigger than that itty bitty stoop when I was sitting there. You know what I'm saying? On on the song Southie actually. I knew that since a young kid, bro. Like. This was, I love my city. I give my all to my city, I give back. I'm a coach, a youth sports coach. I do drives, I don't document all of this because when you're giving, it's, it's genuine for me. Yeah. It's not to be praised, it's yeah, for the youth. The it's for the youth, yeah,
0: actually doing this, exactly. Going-
2: but at the same time, I'm, I'm not stuck in this box, man. I'm, I know that my art and who I am is bigger than that too. Mm-hmm. And I know that the best way for me to represent my city is to be bigger than just my city, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's always been my goal. My goal as an artist is to have the best discography in all of hip hop, that's my goal. Mm -hmm. I wanna be mentioned in the conversation with the four or five artists that have the best discography in hip hop. Now to somebody that might not know me, they might be like, or or is viewing this for the first time, they might be like, those are big dreams for you, buddy. But go listen, you know what I'm saying? And see what I'm working with right now.
3: Yeah.
2: I, you cannot cut yourself short. Like, everything starts here and here. And then it carries over. One fan at a time. One neighborhood at a time. One city at a time. Mm-hmm. One state. Internationally. You know, I'm blessed enough now that I'm getting booked in different states and countries. You know what I'm saying? Like, where several years ago that wasn't the case. But that would have never happened if I, my goal was only to be... The top dude in Yonkers or the top dude in the South Side or the top dude from Cova and Livingston and Great Place. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta think beyond that. Like that's just my thing to anybody that's going for this. Go for it. Go big or don't even do it, bro. It's not worth it.
0: Trust in the process. That's yeah. that's something that I I say to myself all the time, that's something that when I've had the chance to speak, I tell people all the time, like you have the two things for the process. You always have to trust it you have to understand that the process never really stops. Never. Like, like I compare it to you suddenly get rich. Doesn't matter how, hopefully it's legal, but you mm-hmm. somehow get rich. Even if you come up on, let's say, like, <laughs> one million, the story doesn't end. Nah. The, the goal is, all right, how do I keep this or how do I go to two million? That's a
2: fact. Let's turn this to generational wealth yeah. now.
0: Diet. All right. You lose 50 pounds. Salute. The story doesn't end because you lost 50 pounds. It's either how do how you, you stay maintain at it. the weight or how do you lose it more? How do you lose yeah. more weight and stay in the shape that you're in or get better? So I always believe that a lot of people don't understand that aspect of you have to go through your process. You have to trust and you have to understand even when you do one thing, the process just restarts itself again. Yeah, And it's something that if you embrace it, it will make your pursuit so much easier. Like fact. for me, my personal pursuits in, in media or with coaching and teaching, it's so easy for me to go through because outside of me loving what I do, I understand that the process is always there. Yeah. So there's a focus and a desire for me to overcome and do this process so I can get to the next one and then get to the next one and then get to the next one. And
2: to touch on that, you can't skip the process. Yeah. Cause there's no, there's no shortcuts, bro. Like that's the, that's the problem with people too. They don't realize like the only thing that works is hard work, bro. That's yeah. it, and that's the process. You cannot skip that. You yeah. don't get from here to there without the process. And in between that, that process and is working. All
0: of the process is very
2: oh, it's definitely. Not
0: everybody's gonna hit right away. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like you speak, you talk about social media. Like not everybody's gonna hit a thousand followers right away. Not yeah. everybody's gonna hit ten. Like. For a lot of us, it's going to be like the like the homie Isaiah Thomas say. A lot of us going to be that slow grind. It's yeah. that slow grind. But if you're working and you're constantly doing it the right way, then you're going to get to that point and Definitely. you're going to enjoy it along the way. You know, one of my favorite quote to say because I got inspired by. Uh, by Trent Dilford, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, the, the former Super Bowl winning quarterback yeah. of the 2000 Baltimore Ravens.
2: Yeah, shout out to you being a sports dude, too, because <laughs> I'm a sports guy. You got to yeah. come on our trap call one day, too. Yeah? Yeah, because you're yeah. a sports dude, you know what I'm well, saying? It's, it's primarily sports and a whole bunch of other bullshit, but I need you there. Sounds like a plan, man. It sounds good to me.
0: And I remember he was, I forgot who he was talking about, but it was an injured player. This was years ago. It was on ESPN. And I remember the quote he said was, he was like, you're a availability is your best ability that's a fact and i remember when i was thinking back to three four years ago for me as a creator like yo how am i like gonna get more recognized Mm -hmm. how can i stand out in this in this very crowded oversaturated that's gonna lead me to my next point for you to answer and i remember i came up with this quote that i say all the time and and Gianni, i'm pretty sure i may have told you this at one point not even saying it to be on some like braggadocious stuff But I always say to myself all the time, and when I tell my friends this, I tell my friends this, your visibility is your best ability. That's a fact. I tell myself, I said my visibility is my best ability. So how can I get better? How can I stand out more? Putting stuff out there. That's a fact. I don't have to worry about quality if I I know my stuff is of good quality and I have pride in that. Mm -hmm. So I just keep telling myself all the time, your visibility is your best ability. Your visibility is your best ability. Now being an artist, like I said in the beginning, Successful, independent, constantly working, you're traveling, you're working, you're merging, you're and releasing very dope music, by the way. Thank you. How have you navigated this 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 unbelievably packed world of hip hop? Oh yeah, man. And how do you see yourself navigating it now? Because only more people are coming in. That's a fact. The rules are constantly changing, the sounds are constantly changing, the values are changing. I mean that goes back to rules, but still. How have you navigated, and how do you continue navigating it?
2: All right, so what I learned is trial and error, right? Yes. You don't learn by not doing. So I decided to do, do, do. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times that you're gonna run into walls or or problems. Like, I've scrapped videos that I spent $1,000 on. It ain't come out right, it's not coming out, you dig? Yeah. Like my thing is your brand is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So my product is my music, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But I am my, brand, my own brand and our, our collective and, and label is our brand, mm-hmm. right? So nothing damages the brand. If you keep that mentality, you're in a good space. 100%. The problem is so many people try to cut corners and I understand because it's hard, right? Yeah. As a struggling artist. It's hard money-wise. Everything costs bread. Yeah. But if you try to cut them corners, it shows, and it'll hurt more than it'll help a lot of the time. You cannot put out something that's not right, bro. That's going to kill you in the long run. So I realized that years ago, and I said, I'm going to put out consistent content. I'm going to put out quality content. And I'm going to make sure that it's in their face just enough, but yet it's not oversaturating them it's not over the top
0: it lets them know that it's there
2: it's there and you have to keep a mystique about it too where they want more you yeah. understand you want consumers wanting more mm-hmm. but you also want to give them enough to keep them satisfied because yeah. music is just like any other product you it, especially it nowadays yeah it, if you don't got it like man, i i sold i sold things growing up you dig and anybody whoever so whatever it was illegal legal whatever anybody that's ever been a hustler knows if you don't have the product that the consumers are looking for, they get it elsewhere. Yeah. So you got to make sure, my thing was to be exclusive enough to be not always just in your face with it, yeah. but available enough to know that when yeah. you need that fix of casket and mad gifted and bothered, it's there, you know what I'm saying? That's and that's saying. been my like, my thing, and work, man, I work my, like I said, I'm, I'm li- I live in the stew, bro. Like shout out to my producer, Grammy Salazar. We live there, bro. We create from scratch every day. Like, and that's my thing too, is I don't go in there with a preconceived record, like we going in there and creating it from scratch. We're sitting there with nothing on the table, vibing, and all of a sudden, we're either going through samples and making it from right there, or we're, we're sitting there, he's playing something for original and it turns into something, I'm like, yeah, blah, blase blah, this could work. You know, creating, bro, you have to create, like, I remember, I think it was, uh, I think it was. One of my homegirls recently that asked, yeah. on, on social media, not asked me personally, yeah. but like they had a problem and they were saying like, how do you get through this funk, right? Yeah. And she's an artist herself. And I was like, to be honest, what I do is work through it. Yeah. Because life is life, right? Life mm-hmm. is going to hit you at all different angles at all times. Yeah. But your art should also reflect life. So yeah. my thing is, I'm going to work through it. When I'm in the funk, I'm going to work through that. Yeah. And that's going to reflect in my art. And you're going to get whatever I'm going through. Just whether like on it be the pain. Court, if you're
0: in a shooting slump, the, the worst thing to do you is keep to shooting, stop shooting. Right? You gotta you shoot. keep
2: shooting. That's a fact.
0: Because all it takes is one. That's a fact. So all it takes is one. And I there's was, there was, there was something I was about to say, got it. When talking about that being exclusive but being available, I always use the analogy of YouTubers. So like... There was one YouTuber that I discovered a while ago when I was in high school, and I still follow his work now. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to him. His name is Kane Carter, Hot Damn I Rock. The online comedian, all that stuff. made yeah. funny videos. And I remember in the beginning with him, he was working to get to the point where he wanted people to check for him. But the more popular he got, it got to the point where he went to the other side where people are checking for him. And I feel like for all of us creators, that's just where we're at. Yeah. There's two sides to it. We're, at the, we're either at that point where we're trying to create enough to where we get people to check for us, so people yeah. go, Oh, yeah, Arden Gianni Casket, they yeah. do this and that, okay, okay. And then it gets to the point where they're gonna check for you, and be like, Hey, yo, where's,
2: where's it, it, at? it at? Yeah, yeah, there's, that's what's the fact.
0: product that we need. That. So I was happy you said that because it's like I always look at it as like again, like it's always those two stages, yeah, it's always those two stages where we're always at as creators, and there's and, and, and there's old, and there's no
2: getting out of it. That's why I try to walk that thin line where it's like, I'm going to give you enough to keep you satisfied, but wanting more at the same time. Yeah. Because that's my brand. Even with my merch, man, I, throw, I do a merch capsule for every release. Mm-hmm. When that merch is gone, that merch is gone. Mm-hmm. I might restock and come back. I might not. But that causes incentive for consumers to get it then. Because yeah. you might not get a chance to get it later, I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's a piece of that art and that time. Yeah. So the 80 Loaves LP came out in 2015, the merch that came with that was for them. Southie came out then, PPP, PPP2, yeah. the next album, everything in between, they all come with their own merch. It's time to get it when it's there. Yeah. Don't wait, you know what I'm saying? Don't wait. But that's all, marketing and branding is imp- the most important part of any business. And believe me, if you are pursuing music, right, if you want this to be more than just a hobby, Branding and marketing is everything. 100%. Everything.
0: 100%. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of this music, I, again, I have to just compliment you on uh, PPP, too, love, because love. That, that was a really dope record to me. I said it before we started the interview. I said I have to add that to my, my growing list of favorite products love. that I've been keeping since the beginning of the year. In my life that I will unveil at the end of the year on, on the podcast, and right. the one thing I recognized about you. Was I feel like you're that new age spitter that, of course, you can give us the, f- yeah. the nitty gritty feel, you can For give sure. us street tales, but you have that versatility to express your other emotions inside. That's and sure. I actually like this edition better than the first. One, yeah, me too. Because I felt the versatility. Me too. Like, I felt the versatility, I felt the emotion, <coughs> which, told, which told me, I was like, all right, Casket's pen grew. Mm-hmm. like he's, he's challenged himself a bit more even on the records that were more upbeat more more hard i felt like you even played around a bit in regards to just the features so when you're coming on again we was talking about with the shorts record just you letting your feature cook first and yeah. set the table and then you come through mm-hmm. or maybe they come last yeah. or maybe you shortened your verse and your parts for the sake of them. For the signing. sake of the
2: record, yeah, yeah, definitely. And
0: I thought that was really dope because again, that's his growth. So I, I, I appreciate just really that. Wanted to tell you
2: that the PVP series started to be kind of almost like mixtape-y albums, right? Because yeah. I have I have Southie, I have an album that will be in the near future. Beautiful struggle, dangerous freedom. I got. I'm sitting on a couple solo solos, right? Yeah. My next album is called Everything in Between, but with the PPPs, it was supposed to be kind of like I. Right, Let's go back to where we came from with it, What we came up making that, that kind of grimy, New York-esque knocky music, shits that knock, right? Yeah. And I brought my, my brother Blizzard on board with me. Yo, here, I, I want you to get involved with this with me. Let's do it together, such and such. So he's the guest star. And yeah. The first one kind of was more mixtape That's why, right? The yeah. second one, mm-hmm. when we, we got such a good response on it that I said, you know what? Before I give them another album from me, we're going to do another volume. Yeah. Fuck it, let's do I it. I think
0: this one is just more cohesive.
2: It was. More Because focused. it was constructed yeah. as an album. Even though the content was still themed similar to the first one, mm-hmm. but it was constructed as an album as opposed to the first one was not constructed really like an album. It was more so kind of a mixtape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Presented as an album. Where the second one was, yeah, this is not Southie and this is not everything between and such and such my solo records, but this is all you're going to know that this is an album, you know what I'm saying? saying? And, and I, we all, I think everybody agrees that that's our, our favorite of the two volumes. It was just like, you know, the difference between them was that and, and right there, like, I just felt like, yeah, I'm going to let off on this, man. I'm going to let off clips on every, every record. You're going to hear, leave hearing that record like, damn, I don't know, if, I think it went crazy, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, but that's, that's the type of joints that I want to give you on those. Like, and we'll, we're going to have more volumes of PPP coming and, and, and stuff like that. Shout out to the Blizzard. He got an album we've been constructing right now. Definitely
0: there. check that out, that's for sure. Couple more questions I have for you along with another song. Do you truly believe in rappers, it just in general? It doesn't have to be just a Yonkers thing or a Westchester thing or a New York thing. But do you really believe that rappers should have this, un- this unity? Amongst them, or is it just a matter of hey, bro, we're all in it by ourselves? I'll see you when mm-hmm. I see you. We'll link up, we'll build. Yeah, or do you believe that hey, guys, like we should really be in it together? Like, all right, sure. I can cook just like you can cook. Yeah, it's that's... not a matter of there's too many chefs <coughs> in the kitchen. Nah,
2: yeah, I, I agree with that. Every there's a lane for everybody. That's yeah. one thing I would say. I feel like some people, right, might feel that me personally. That I'm not the biggest unity guy, and that's true. I really am not, and it's not.
0: I've just started turning into that. Yeah. When it came to other stuff, man, I was like, look, man. Hope you guys do good. I'm all about me. <laughs> like, yeah, I and, really and, was. and
2: that's the thing is that it's not necessarily that I'm just about me and mine, but I am. But I know for me, it's like. I think unity is a great thing, if it's genuine we right? about again, that genuine, and, that G word. And I'm, I'm, a lot of people say, support who supports you, right? Yeah. I'm not a fan of that saying. Yeah. For one particular reason I support what I think is dope. Mm-hmm. Now, I could want the best for you and want you to succeed if, if you're a genuine person, but that doesn't mean I think your product is dope. You understand? If you have a dope product, I'm going to be a consumer and a supporter because it's something that I want, I I crave, I actually genuinely like. I'm not going to put my stamp on something that I don't.
0: It's not, you're not necessarily always giving endorsements.
2: I'm not. It's similar to folks on Twitter that goes, hey guys,
0: a retweet's not an endorsement. It's just me like retweeting, it's that, just awareness. The support,
2: know? who supports you thing never sat right with me. I understand the concept of it. and in 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 the grand scheme of things, yes, it's beautiful, right? It sounds beautiful, and yes, we would love to. But if I supported everybody who supported me, I'd be supporting a lot of trash. Yeah. Let's keep it all the way, okay? Nice so support. I appreciate everyone who supports me. But everyone that supports me, a lot of the time what they're doing, they're not putting in the man hours like I am to do, yeah. put out the quality that I am. And it's not, and it's not just music. It's just anything. There's like... You know, I can't just support, I can't put my stamp on everything. So I do believe in unity, mm-hmm. but I believe in it when it's deserved, when it's, when you're putting out a product there, people judge you on your product. Yeah, well you could be the coolest dude in the world, bro. We could be mad cool. Let, like, you could be my homie. Let me see somebody front on you. I'll be the first one to stall on them. I'll tee off on them right now. But at the same time, if you're putting something out there to sell, and I don't think it's worthy, I'm not necessarily going to be sitting there stamping it, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's just me being a genuine person. Because it comes back to you. Yes. It's a character judgment. Yes. It's a character judgment. It is. It is. And I don't feel like I'm fake like that. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, I put my name on something that I actually like. That's why I was like, went, when we reached out to each other and we started speaking, I was like, yo, I appreciate your podcast because I mm. checked it out. and I'm like, it's dope. Yeah. If I didn't, I wouldn't have said that. I, yeah. You could have been dope to me because you, you're a great dude. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we, we've spoke numerous times now to know. I know. Mm. Your character, you're a great dude. If your product wasn't dope to me, it wasn't dope to me. I wouldn't have shitted on it. That's my thing is that when you don't got some, some I used to be very, I'm very opinionated. So I used to talk about it. Now I don't. I yeah. only speak on things that I positively like. Yeah. If I don't like something, I don't ever bash it. I don't touch yeah. on it, but I won't support it either. Yeah. If I like it, I'm a big you up. I have a thing on my, my Instagram called Love Day. Mm-hmm. And it's usually with musicians, but it's other things too, clothing brands and stuff like that. Yep. And um. It's stuff that I'm actually genuinely knocking. If I'm in my car knocking somebody's joint, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? Let me show them love. It's love day today. So I'm going to knock people's stuff and put it out there. I'm not doing that to do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that because, oh, it's it's the right thing to do. I'm doing it because you did something that I think is dope, bro. And you know what? I might have a bigger platform than you or maybe I don't, but either way, I want to share my platform with you because I feel you deserve it.
0: I used to do that on Twitter where I used to give random shout outs. To like my fellow writers. Yeah. And like folks I just thought was dope. Was like dope. I used to be like ten, twelve tweets deep, yeah. mad mentions. And it used to just come out of nowhere because it cause it's like for you, like when you <laughs> talk about love day, it would just be the same with me. Like once I'm like, yo, man, like like I know a lot of dope creators, man. Yeah. Like and it doesn't matter what level we're on, but it's just like
2: I would like you to get some type of shine yeah. because your hard work is deserve it. It's so
0: and it's just even if other people don't know.
2: I know. I know, I see. It's like what
0: Pac said. If Tupac cares, when nobody else cares. Yeah, that's a fact.
2: That's how I felt. (laughs) Like, I'm like, yo, I
0: care about your mission. Even if you're bigger than me in terms of the the social media, my love and support for you still there. Bigger or smaller,
2: bro. If it's dope, it's dope. And I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm a creator. So anybody that's creating, whatever it is, if it's dope, I'm going to be there. I I spend my money too. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a spender. You know what I'm saying? I'll buy your joint. I'll buy your clothing. I'll do that. Like I just want people to know that if you're putting product out in this world, make sure it's worthy of getting that support. Hundred percent. And here, and back to that other, the other point that you was talking about, like before, and I was saying that you got to get out of your city. Stop worrying about who doesn't support you.
0: Hundred percent. People
2: focus on that too much. It's like, don't worry about that, bro. I agree. Go forward. Make somebody else support you then. Mm-hmm. Prove to some, like, it's always, like, I had a young boy from my town and he's, he's talented, but he's not, he wasn't known, right? So his music isn't known because he's not known. And I told him, I said, yo, bro, some people, music ain't gonna be as good as yours, but they are gonna get a quicker burn than you locally because they're known locally. Right, so people are gonna check for that person because they, whatever they, however they got out there as a person, that they, they, that's clout for them. You know what I'm saying? So they're utilizing that to push their music, which they should. You, on the other hand, are not known, so you have to find a way to get your music out there, your talent out there more, and don't necessarily think it has to be here. They could be last, like your city could be last to know about you. It hasn't happened with me. I was blessed enough that my city embraced me right away. But that's not everybody, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You gotta understand that. People dwell on the negative too much. I feel like, yo, go forward bro, stop worrying about who's doing this and who's doing that. Go forward. And I think we should have that unity though. Like I said, I just want it to be genuine. Mm -hmm.
0: High key, rap would be very different if literally every artist nowadays would've been like, yo, even though I got like my freaking 500,000 loyal fans, this other 500,000 ain't messing with me. So I'm just going to focus on them. Like, rap will be so much yeah. different than what it is now because, as you see with all artists, you have all artists <laughs> today that are truly going, look, for as much as I may make records, for as much as I may do certain things to get the other audiences and stuff,
3: yeah,
0: I'm rocking with my core. So even if I have dreams of selling out 20,000, if I got a strong... Uh, that 1,000 fans that will pop out to the shows for 30 dates. That's a fact. Guess who I'm rolling
2: with? That's a fact.
0: If I got a strong 10, 20, 30, or whatever, thousands, or even to the folks that are in the hundreds, folks that keep on following me, I'm going to focus on maintaining that and building upon that because eventually folks are going to catch on.
2: A hundred percent. I'm going to break this down, right? This is for the artists right here that are on the come up and maybe struggling right now and trying to find their way in this. Tough ass game. If you have a hundred genuine supporters, right, as opposed to having 10,000 non support, fair, fair weather listeners, not supported, listeners, right? A hundred people. If I do a show and it's $20 at the door, you do the math on that. Now, I split the door with any venue I'm doing or, with, or, or we work out a flat rate, whatever it is. The point is, or merchandise. If I'm charging $30 for a hoodie and 100 people out of them 10,000 are definitely going to... That's the people, that's support. Those are real fans. A casual listener is not necessarily a fan. And I live by this quote, and I said it in multiple interviews, and I'll say it again. You don't have one fan at all If everyone who listens to you is someone you know, you haven't even gained one fan yet, bro. Mm. That's real. That's the problem with people. They don't understand the value of support. Mm -hmm. That's why I tell, I have an album coming out, everything in between, shameless plugs all day, right? We're going to have it for uh, pre-order a couple weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. For pre-order, we will be giving out a free everything in between shirt with proof of purchase. yeah. Because I know when it drops, 90% of my support is not gonna purchase, they're gonna download it or stream it. Which is great, I appreciate that. But you know where that money comes in? From the buying. So here, here's incentive to buy it now. If you pre-order it two weeks, I'm giving y'all game, bro, and this is to be sold, not sold. I don't do this, bro. Cause I learned this from hard work and effort, yep. year in and year out. Yep. Spending my own hard earned money that I wasn't recouping for years, that now I'm finally seeing profit and feeding my family off of this. So take heed to this, people, because I'm giving y'all real game. Mm -hmm. Focus on giving incentive for people to purchase your stuff, whether it be your music, your clothes, your product, whatever it is, because that's how you eat. You don't eat any other way. You eat from shows and merchandise. You're not eating from streams. You're not eating from people. Reposting your tweets, you're not eating from them, posting you on Instagram. That's not how you feed in yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you want to actually make this a business, you have to find ways to do that. And in order to do that, it's by giving incentive, making quality product and getting it out there to people. Stop focusing on the people that you see daily, bro. Mm-hmm. Focus, man. It, it, it's out there for the. taking. There's a lane for everybody. Hip-hop's in a beautiful space, man. Mm-hmm. There was once a time where there couldn't be old people, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like if you was old, rapping, you was corny. Yeah. Now Ho's the coolest thing smoking. He's 50 years old, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, That this, is true. This, it, it, it's, it's, we're not babies no more. Hip-hop's not a baby genre no more. It is compared to other music genres, but we're growing. And there's people with purple hair. There's, there's LGBT artists. Yeah. There's old dudes. There's all different cultures, right? You can be yourself. There's people that make emo rap is really alternative rap. It's equivalent yeah. to grunge of rock. hmm that wouldn't happen a decade ago wouldn't now you, you got to embrace there's a lane for everybody so that's why i say it's like when you were saying with the unity and and yes we should have unity but know that there's a lane for you you don't have to be somebody you not man mm-hmm. carve your own lane work hard for it like people yeah. will support that look at m and x this is my prime example yeah. right and x especially us being mm-hmm. from yo we got to dab it up for that yeah. shout out to the dog x mad people told him no That's way too hard. This will never work in this climate of music right now. You had Puff with the shiny suits. That's what was popping off at the moment. Mm -hmm. It was so real that Jigga even tried to become that and realized, whoa, this isn't us. We're Rockefeller, we're hustlers. He had to go back and and go back to the drawing board and get back to the basics, right? Even Nas. Yep. And I love it. I, I love it was written. But it, he even went with that kind of mafia. Yeah. So, where that was and the firm.
0: Randomization existed in 97 through 99.
2: Here you go. You had to go back, right, to the essence. They told X it wouldn't work. They told M around that same time this mm-hmm. would never work. And them two artists for M still, but X and M for a five year window were the biggest things in music, not in hip hop, in music, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So don't, don't think that you have to conform and follow the trends. Be true to yourself and your art form and make a lane, man. Mm-hmm. Stop being scared to work. Nothing works but hard work. And that's why these people be failing, bro. Because they, they keep jumping bandwagon to bandwagon. They're trying to suck a bigger artist's dick all the time to get to the next level. Instead of working hard and gaining support, gaining actual supporters, gaining actual fans, man. Put stuff out there that people want. And if it if it ain't, if they don't want this yet, then go back to the drawing board and keep going.
0: You know sure. what I'm saying? Last question I got for you before you play your last song. If there is one thing you can tell your previous self five years down, uh, five years ago, ten years ago, what would it be?
2: Uh, keep going, which I did. And thank God it's been fruitful for me and mine. And um, to, tr- to trust your vision, it's a vision that I've had for a long time. And I've see, I see now, it's funny, cause I was talking to my brother Watson recently about it. And I was like, you know, we're working on a compilation, a mm-hmm. uh, Mad Gift and Bother compilation album that'll be out. And, um, you know, we just have, we're all headstrong and stuff like that. And if this was several years ago, putting that together would have been a little bit more difficult because I feel like everybody, we're headstrong and we're all very talented and opinionated. Yeah. So it just would have been working with six, seven, eight, nine people. It's, it's, it's hard to do that. But I feel because I've, what I've done in the last five years mm-hmm. has proven myself an execution mm-hmm. to not only myself, but to my peers that yeah. it's not a, a difficult process now. When I, when I have a vision, a lot of the time people understand, like, you know what, I might not see it yet, but I believe in you, so I believe that it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And then as it unfolds, it does. Even with the PPP series, yeah. Grammy Salazar, my, my main producer, he was like, I'm sitting on several solo albums. And he's like, yo, why wouldn't you just, you know, Southie's doing great, why wouldn't you just follow up with one of your solos that you, you got, you know, is either close to finished or we finish up on one of those. I'm like, nah, bro, we're going to do this first. And he didn't get it at first. And then when the first PPP started coming together and the finished product was there, because he was a part of the creation process, he was like, it's dope, bro, yeah. And, and a lot of his people that he was putting on to the music, and they were just starting to get in tune with everything that was going on because we started working together heavily at that mm-hmm. given, well, years prior, but they were really getting put on to it at that time. 100% from Southie on, they're like, they fell in love with it too, Nice, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, sometimes you see things because you're supposed to be the others, and you gotta trust that. And that's one thing I, I have done, but a lot of the time you try to cater to people because they're, you're, you're in a circle or, or you care about them so much, and sometimes you gotta fly without them in order to come back and pick them up, you yep. know what I'm saying? And that's something that I think I've done well and I've learned. But because I'm so, I am I got such a big heart that I try to do that, sometimes you got to drop the dead weight a little bit in order to situate yourself and for the bigger picture, us, and then be able to say, you know what, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like, I know I have a Definitely way bigger agree. platform now than I did f- five years ago. Mm-hmm. So whatever I can do to help my loved ones now is more than I could have did then because mm-hmm. I just have a better avenue to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But that would have never happened if I just sat back and were like, oh, this ain't working together. Like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta kinda, sometimes you gotta just go.
0: I totally agree, I totally agree, man. And to conclude this interview, what is the last song you would like to play that you feel
2: really represents yeah. you? Definitely. So I, I got two joints, right? But one is already out on Southie. Yeah. And it's, it's called Land of the Lost. It's not yeah. one of the records that we shot a visual for, but it's super personal to yes. me. Um, it, each verse touches on things that lessons learned, right? Mm So in the hook, it's talking about, I should have listened to what my mama said and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And each verse touches on some of those things. I like to shout out my cousin Angel, rest in peace. She was murdered Mm -hmm. several years back. And on the first verse, I touch on that. It's so crazy that the actual week that Southie released, this was a cold case for years, like a decade. And all of a sudden, DNA, somebody was stopped down in Florida And his DNA ended up coming up positive for her and another murder in the Bronx. And that happened literally in the same week that that album dropped. And it was like, yo, you know, that's like, if that ain't divine, I don't know what the fuck is. You know what I'm saying? So right now he's, he's facing trial or whatever. I haven't, I know um, I haven't been going or anything like that. And whatever, like I said, he'll get his one way or another, whether it's through the penal system, through the streets or through the good Lord, Mm -hmm. but it's just a very personal track of le- life lessons I learned or mm-hmm. other people that I was close to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I touched on her, so I think that's a real personal record I would love people to touch on. Mm-hmm. And the one I want to play for you mm-hmm. is, and the public, is off the new album coming out called Everything In Between. Nice. And um, I was torn between two records. Now, I got a song called The Trail. Okay. And I got a song called The Wasteland. But I think I'm, I'm going to run with The Wasteland because nice. it's the closeout record. And it's about my hometown of Yonkers. and. Nice. and kind of touching on the north and south sides, and, nice. and you know, it's a dope record. The man.
0: uniting of it. I definitely can't
2: wait, man. Let's yeah, for sure. And we'll be shooting the visual mm-hmm. actually coming up, too. So we'll be yeah. popping up on the hood. Shout out to some of these hoods we touched on, too. Shout out to the whole south side and and, and north side, man. I rock with y'all, and I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Yeah, Hopefully, we're going to get in there and get y'all in some cameos, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. this is for the town. This is for the city.
0: Thanks, man. You... Uh, you uh... Being able to unite is so important, especially in a town as big as Yonkers, man.
2: For sure, for sure. It's not
0: just North Yonkers, not just South Yonkers. It's it's, together as one, you know. So definitely can't wait to hear this. And in the meantime, as we get this ready, again, I really appreciate you guys. First-time viewers, multiple-time viewers of anything 4 related for taking in this interview again the second edition of the Punch-In featuring the talented Cascadee make sure you follow him on all socials make sure you definitely check out the music Um, definitely also make sure you're in tune musically with his upcoming releases merch, touring all of that good stuff for sure and definitely make sure you're following us on all socials at Foresight Pod Foresight, baby listen to the show on Apple Podcasts Spotify, SoundCloud and watch us on YouTube ready for this record
2: no doubt here you go all yours, King Yes, let's get it. The Wasteland, man. Yeah, this the closeout record mm-hmm. for the album. Nice who behind
0: who's behind the keys? Grammy.
2: He's on the keys. Talented, yeah. Talented. This, this is my cousin, Genesis. Oh, snap. okay. am part of the kid. This is what I was talking about with the features.
0: The ability to feature others. Let them go.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a tough line. Mm-hmm. He's talented.
0: Only time they trust in God. When so they bleeding or they bleeding cash. Oh, when they're giving cash. So That's hard. That's hard. I like that. I like that.
2: Remember that. That's my young cousin, man. Mm-hmm. He came up under me, and he's a beast. hmm they heard you getting money, they watching you stay stylin'. Don't let them catch you slippin', they itchin' the brain volin'. Okay. Survival of the fittest, they products of the environment. Conflict jungle, we wear the lions at. And for the pride willing to die, i leave you lying flat. Leave you stiff as
1: prayin', start to impress you with the I am brrrr. I gotta buy back.
0: Snatch your chain and make you wing niggas. by your back. Too many sheep and wolf clothes like Tiny Max. We wear the wild things off. We some monsters. North and South Side, my nigga. We from Yonka. The South Side South Side Okay. tune how often cuz again like I was saying with the last project that you that you recently came out with yeah. have you been you know experimenting with singing and more like, melodies yeah, and things homie, like
2: that? um for a few years now i did it, the first record i ever really released where i started doing that was a song a long time ago called rap star okay. this was probably like 2012 and that's when i realized like i could play with this shit man mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and um more so, like this is a joint that I'm extremely proud of how it came out mm. as far as like harmonizing and the melody with it, mm. but it's all about getting um i like to shout out my man sav too sav is is a beast with the auto tune and and my partner my brother um go d j Guap twenty twenty mm. he used to be go d j guap twenty twenty Guap, b k a cheddar as y'all know mm-hmm. from the vlog mm-hmm. but um he you know he's a beast that engineers really make the things right so you you're nothing without your engineer and I only will do auto-tune records with Sav, 2020 Guap, or my man Slop too, Sloppy Joe at Lewisboro. I'm not a big fan on overusing auto-tune. With them, they get it to the right pitch where I need it, and it's not just like overbearing. Because I'm not singing, I'm just harmonizing and melody, you know what I'm saying? So I need it where it's right. And we sat there for a couple, getting this record correct, you know? Nice. I They me, pay my dues with Columbia I was running By the they fuck with you. The you. Ask a question, remain
0: silent, catch two, probably to the ribs. I'm it's just the patient. Mm-hmm. The pacing catches my ear, man.
2: That's what I try to do too. Mm-hmm. I try to be able to play with the flow enough where even if you're not a lyric head, right? So I had, for women that, not everyone, I don't want to stereotype women, right? Because there are some women that love lyrics, but a lot of them aren't lyric driven listeners. Mm-hmm. And for two reasons I've always had so much success with women and it's been very beneficial to my career my track voice attracts them yep. and I play with my flow enough where although I'm not a singy rappy type guy it it's still in pocket enough where it's it's bouncy where it's like it's it, matters. yeah yeah it it's gets not them moving what that you delivery say it's how you say it. yeah that delivery is what 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 soothes them you know what I'm saying so that's helped me from early on, like my mm-hmm. track voice and, and to be able to play with your flow enough.
0: Man, just to get a little more of this, because this is dope. And this is a closeout? Yeah, Yeah, it this close makes out for way. a good closeout. The way you're handling this also tells me that you was definitely paying attention to that time where Round Browns had some records.
2: Oh, round round. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, he not a singer. Yeah, thing. Thing. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Like those type
0: of
3: records? Definitely.
2: You you learn how to manipulate yourself, to to what Tell you me. mean. This is, Breaking news this is it. Right news clips. Car. Hey, man. I just realized something. If you hear the next, not the next clip, but there's another news clip in there. Mm-hmm. Today, it's talking about my man Mike, and rest in peace my man Mike. Today is actually the anniversary of where, when he was actually shot. And he ended up passing three weeks later, you know, mm-hmm. succumbing to his wounds and all of that. Mm-hmm. He was shot in his head. And it's bugging me out now, I'm tripping, thinking mm-hmm. about it. Because mm-hmm. today is the actual day. And I didn't even think about that when yeah. playing this record. But when, once you send news clips, and I realize, oh shit, there's a whole news clip about my brother Mike, and it's like, damn, like, I guess that goes back to that whole like divine thing that I was mm-hmm. talking about. It's bugged out, man. So yeah. rest in peace to my brother Mike, man. Thoughts
0: prayers to the family. But dude, I'm telling you, you have done so much, and will continue doing a lot. Yes. I didn't just for the culture, man. Just for, for for what we need, for what we represent, like. When you put in so much work as you have, man, it goes bigger than. It, excuse me, it gets bigger than. You so and you do it for the neighborhood, for the town, for sure. the, the state. It's a matter of rap runs even better with artists like you are involved that are a one professionals that are genuine, that are focused, and have <laughs> that legitimate pride in their work and, and and where they're from and stuff like that. So I concur, man. That's why. When developing the series, and of course talking it over with the Forsyth team, but me really being hands-on about it, that's why when I was really thinking about, I right, who do I really want to kick this off with for the first couple episodes to really, to really bring it yeah, in, drill with a it man, in the head, yeah, for that's sure. That's why it made sense. I was like, stealing owns one of them, and mm-hmm. I gotta talk to Cask. So those two make a bunch of sense, and damn near every area I could think of. For I appreciate a that. So man. again, I really appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate
2: that, man. Always it a was dope. Division. You heard? always
0: executed perfectly.
2: Again, signing off from the Guitar Center. Foresight. Foresight, Foresight, man. Yeah. Make sure you're in tune with what's going on. Mad Gifted and Bothered, Casket, D. Mm-hmm. Google me. Be on the lookout for Blizzard. I gotta shout the team. Be on the lookout for Jason's, the Pax, PJ Johnson, Genesis. Production, Grammy Salazar, you know what I'm saying? Domex, mm-hmm. Slop, the whole Lost Borough, man. Get yeah. right.
0: That's right, man. So, again, signing off, second edition of the Punch man. Hey guys, what's up? This Arden. is Arden here Fourside. from Foreside. side I would like to welcome you to our new interview series called This is an Interview I'm Excited For. That is still a working title, by the way, but I'm very excited about this interview as we've been really working on this for the last couple months as we just really wanted to give artists another platform where the focus is on them 100% of the way. You know, you still see artists on the podcast, of course, with myself, Wills, Taylor, and AK, but let's face it, I think it'll be a little more fun, perhaps, to learn more about them and really have to focus on them, and I have the perfect first guest for this episode. I got my man Mm -hmm. on in the building. I gotta do the fake introduction handshake, as I've said over the years, but, uh, just a little backdrop on how I met Steeleon. I remember it was, I guess, near the top of the New Year. Mm-hmm. Um, Shorts and Tay, salute to them. Mm-hmm. They had like a little get-together at their crib in White Plains mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be like a little, little little rapper get-together where it's like, hey guys, come play music, let's cook up, let's exchange ideas, to share some good vibes. And I remember because it was on a Sunday, mm-hmm. Wills and I did a rare Sunday recording for the show. Okay. And I remember I pulled up with on the Shorts House. I remember there was you there, obviously Shorts, Tay, Oak was there, okay. Johnny Price, you know, City, um, Scotty, you know, there was a lot of guys there. And I remember you was there. Yeah, a very talented group over there. Yeah. And a lot of great records was played that day. And yet, your records really stood out, you know, mm-hmm. and my was playing the most that day. And I remember from that time I just started following along because I remember Wolves put me on you a, a bit and I remember just following along and seeing your progression so far this year the the, the live performances worldwide literally um the, the music everything but it hit me not too long ago I was like I'm seeing what this guy does on social media I'm paying attention to it I'm in tune and you, you know we're grateful for the fact that you've been supporting us as well mm-hmm. you know over at Fourside so. and then I was like, wait! I've never really took the time to listen to a body of work, mm-hmm. so had to do my research. Mm-hmm. And I played that White Lennon. Wow. Damn, that was wow. that was tough. That means a lot still. Sh- strangers true. really messing with. Oh, that's we that Really like the intro. That was tough. Shout out, cool kid. Um, um, grandma's house. Wow! You know, the the joint with with Omega was tough as well. Wow. Omega and. You know, the the project, it made so much sense for you to make that kind of project because I just think so far it's, from what I've seen of you, my, you know, uh, look of you when it comes to just really just rap is just the fact that you're such a versatile artist in -hmm. regards to just lyrically speaking, how you want to go about it lyrically in terms of your flow, the production, the the willingness to even, you know, jump into the melodies. And it's Mm -hmm. something that really impressed me. And to get to where we are now, you know, again, having this sit down, having this interview, how are you feeling, by the way, man? what um, going on?
1: I'm feeling, I'm feeling excited to just be here, to like actually just have another day. Yeah. Um, on Earth period. Um, I'm feeling excited also just to the point of music and how. I don't know. It feels like lately for independent artists, everything is just literally uh, uh, a resource. A uh, party, a uh, 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 follow, a uh, video, a rhyme, a lyric, away from getting to that next level. Like everything is so, like, on point for it to happen. Like, like you know I'm saying, like it just feels like you know, you can do anything right now, and it can spark a fire to get you to the to your next level. No, and you
0: know it, know? And, and that might be something we'll touch on later, but. I really like what you just said, which I thought was either a resource a party a song or whatever away yeah and is that something that you feel like across the board for a lot of artists they should
1: embrace to help them keep going to help them you know maintain perspective? Definitely because I think um, you know of course there's the politics and the bullshit, but I think that's what happens now though is like if you're dope and you put it out. Yo, the people are gonna Like, the people gonna show you Like, they're gonna fuck with it or not Like, that's just, and, 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 like, it's It's Maybe the old way Certain politics Like, you know what I'm saying I feel people can see Past now mm-hmm. Like, just because you know a plug You can get played here Or do yep. that But You can do that But if Niggas ain't fucking with it They ain't fucking with it And they ain't jacking it They're not jacking it And, like, that's just it Like, that's just It doesn't really matter You're, like, I'm, like You're, you're You're, um gatekeepers and all that shit yeah. they, they they help I'm not saying they don't help but yo yeah, bro you if you if your music if you don't got if you don't have the people following you or fucking with you or really really showing you that they're fucking with you all that shit that you're doing from your fake followers to your bots to your what's name all that shit don't mean nothing when it comes down to like people really engaging into what you're doing and I feel like I like that part I like that part where it's just like yo it makes everyone feel respected yeah. Like, all right, yeah, you might have this many followers than me, or you might have this much than me, but I'm going to put this record out, and you saw the wave it had. Mm-hmm. You can't fake that. Like, the wave is the wave. Like, if it, if it really popped off and niggas was really jacking it, you can't fake it. It is what it is. You're going to have to digest that. And it makes people that are so-called on yeah. to the people that are not on or whatever kind of see, like, yo, that shit is popping. Like, yeah. yeah, and people
0: follow it. And you know what? It's I was very happy you said that because I had I was on the phone with a good friend of mine the other day. Um, he's a musician as well, and, and I remember I've known him since like middle school. And the one thing that made him so unique, besides his talent, was he was like one of the few guys growing up that had like legitimate success on YouTube. Like he was the guy that. All right, if popping off is like on this on the top level was like getting millions, he was a dude that was legitimately getting like two hundred something thousand, three mm. hundred something thousand views, like real views mm. and fans. And I remember one of the things we've always talked about throughout the years, and it's something I feel like resonates now. And you know, twenty nineteen is it's like the big equation that a lot of us creators, regardless of the field we're in, is always trying to figure out, which is how do you always get whether it's the social media to the real life the transition to the next mm. to the next thing to where if you're somebody that's popping on social media how do you get that to where in real life you're known and respected and vice versa and i always said to me i think that's in my honesty like the greatest equation just yeah. like, how do you do that you know because i even when i was talking about the like the podcast and stuff i'm like all right social media we may have a certain standing but i'm like the thing that makes me feel good about where we're going is that over these last few months, I'm starting to realize we're starting to grow even more when it comes to the real life. Like, real life folks are starting to identify what foresight is with myself and the other members, you know, things like that. And it I'm like following Yeah, and I'm like, that makes it a lot easier to go through the process mm-hmm. of building this instead of being a guy that was focused on one end or the other. Of Oh, mm-hmm. man, I'm not known in these streets. To oh, man, I don't have enough followers on social
1: media. Yeah, so, I agree. But I also feel like what happens with great content and great substance? It might not like people might not see like the big ass like views like a hundred thousand views, like, but if you're sitting here seeing real engagement and real people, because views is one thing. Views show that there's something can be hot, yes. but engagement, people commenting, people sharing, yes. people moving—that's what makes you know like okay, you're fucking with me. Like like I'm saying mm-hmm. like like to me if I can compare like careers or shit like. I'm not, and this is no um, disrespect to any of the any, like, artists I'll say, but I would rather have a, um, a Dreamville career and a, a J. Cole career than some of the Littles. And there's no disrespect to any of the Littles that okay. fuck with them, but okay. I know for a fact that, yo, niggas that fuck with Dreamville they're ready to go to war for these things like I'm not Thanks. fucking with you like mm-hmm. this is like I'm a yeah I'm, I'm a dream villain I'm not fucking with you this is my squad mm-hmm. they're dropping something they're doing something I'm there because they've touched me in a place where pause, t- touched me to a, a, a music touched me somewhere where it's a, p- a point where like I'm engaging and fucking with them where I stand for them I yes. rep for them, I, yes. that's real engagement mm-hmm. now you might do something that could set shit on fire I'm gonna get twist. You get a million views, all that. But, like, there's a lot of niggas that got a million followers and a million views that cannot mm. sell out a venue. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about stadiums. I'm talking about mm. venues. Like, I'm talking about a venue that can fit 2,000, 3,000 people cannot do that. And some of them can't even go on an actual tour. Yo, My bro, tour I've, is... seen, mm-hmm. I've seen people that had over 10 million um, followers... Literally, be like six of them on one tour opening up for the main dude that's really bringing these numbers. Yeah, and I was about to say too.
0: A lot of tours these days are folks really performing, and that's another thing too, man. I'll I'll say it for another day, but I'm feeling way about a lot of artists claiming that they're touring, it's their tour, but your tour is really just your appearances at festivals.
1: Mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm not. But that's the. But you also got to understand. I agree with that, but. It comes down to the point where we have to start to question what's a tour because if you're on a tour and a festival, right? Let's say you're on a festival, right? There's a good chance that you can be on a like like let's say you like you like you're just in a festival circuit mm-hmm. and you're literally doing about ten to twelve festivals. If you're on a prime time like a uh, slot, you really are touring and you really are like you might not be headlining that festival, but there are people that are necessarily coming to see your set. And then maneuver because I've seen where like yo, if you're on a festival and you're in like the 1 p.m. 2 p.m. part, mm-hmm. that's like ah, you're just keeping people alive mm-hmm. and make you know new music, new people fun. Mm-hmm. Three, all right, five to six, five to six. There's a lineup where like I was at the um, Soundset Festival. You had um, Trippy Red, DMX, um, G Easy. Um, uh, fucking, uh, um, Nas, uh, like you're having all these people come up. You can't say that they're not like headlining one because now we're talking about six to five, six to six, to five to six thousand people in the crowd. They are coming to see these people, so yeah, that that is part of your tour. You can do that now. There are some cats that are sitting here and gas shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, right? you know
0: like, I just feel yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. Man. Like it's just the uh, I guess the qualifying of it. And just yeah. being real, like I'm not saying like, hey look, man, you performing, you're able to do stuff, do a salute, bro. Yeah. But like if you know, even for a big fest, oh I'm touring, bro, you got like a twenty minute set, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, son. Like, I might give you some leeway if your sets like forty minutes or mm-hmm. fifty minutes, but twenty and you like, yo, I got twenty dates. Come through, and there's twenty different links for folks to buy tickets. It's like that's why I yeah, felt. See, I never, yeah, I never
1: with that before. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why
0: I was like, uh, that's that's just neither here or there. What earliest music memories?
1: My earliest music. What memories? really got you into it, man? What really yeah. got me into um, music? My brother used to rap. My brother, uh, mm. my um, brother was like a, a big influence yeah. for me to rap. He was um, he was in a group, and he was like he was nice. Like my brother was actually a pretty dope artist, and. I couldn't like I just didn't like the nigga getting all the attention. So like yeah, we it a Like I just didn't like him getting all the attention from it, and I just wanted to rap. And I always just felt like like I could just do it. So I started to do it, and then I just started to um, you know do it with my friends and do it around my like around my town. And I was I was blessed to find like my um, bro, my. Um, Wow, like, my man, Just, that it was just a, a extremely talented artist. And that made me push to a whole nother level because I guess I never, like, me, me doing it was, like, a hobby at first, but then I saw someone that was, like, dead nice. Like, was, like, nigga, like, yeah, like, dead nice. Like, so I'm like, I always had to compare to that. I always had to, to spar with that. And then I just started to see how fast things started happening. And once I started to see um, fasting app started happening, I think the thing that always worked for me was just my grind. Yeah. Like I grind a lot, and I like like i I was always focused. I always had hard work, and that that was like my earliest moments to see like necessarily us go from rapping on like on Morris just in front of his crib yeah. to like us starting to book studio times and things just started happening really fast. Mm-hmm. I remember one time we literally put a tape together in the summer. We was in the studio for like seven days straight, like twenty four hours a day. And just locked in. And like we these are these are kids. We're kids putting like putting something together and we didn't have any like That's social insane. media. We didn't have no we didn't have no we had no ways to really any outlets. That's nuts, That's not fresh out of jail. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it worked. <laughs> <And> it just <laughs> crazy. We, we worked and we got to that point. So note, any projects
0: you could recall listening to growing up that also helped. You know, shape your your love for, How are you? for the culture.
1: Um, I can go into biggie my favorite rapper ever. Like no matter what, Biggie and I got the same birthday. Oh, oh right that yeah That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say um, if I had to pick between the two, I would put Life After Death before Ready to Die. Cause Life the Death, the growth of that was just a, I'm just saying, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, it was just this is just a different different thing. Um, we can also go into, um, Reasonable Doubt, but Reasonable okay. Doubt didn't become big to me until, like, um, maybe two years after it came out. Okay, so um, Wu-Tang, um Wu-Tang Faber, and that's also came out the same day as, um, like after that. Um, it was just, it was pivotal, pivotal for me. Uh, now it was written. Nice. And then we can go into, like, um, uh, if I had... Cause like you're just saying like growing up was shaped my music. Yeah, things you listen to that whether like, you could look back upon or you knew right away like that was it. fam. This um, is crazy. Uh, Stinkonia, Outkast, um, fucking damn. There's a lot, bro. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot. Like I'm, like, I think the reason also why I'm like I, I am how I am with music is. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan first. I'm a fan of a student of hip hop. So. And then oh yeah, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, I think Lauren I have a theory about Lauren Hill. Hill. I have a theory about all um greats. If your first album's a classic, that shit can make you or break you. Oh absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah like I think I think well Lauren Hill because her first album was the impact was so strong mm-hmm. and powerful, it um it, it 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 became so hard to like to as an artist to 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 just to face oh, yeah. that. Like to face that with something and like I remember watching the unplugged of her. Yeah. And it was some unreleased music that was just mind blowing. And I I felt so robbed and hurt when I didn't get to when that shouldn't come be out because she was just something different. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of music, bro. I'm sorry. There's a lot hey, no, of music. No, hey, yeah. I totally get, yeah. it. I I totally it, like get
0: it. I mean that is a stellar list, that would be different than mine going from. Yeah. I'll tell people, Yeah, man, that blueprint they go, Okay and then I go, yo, Bow Wow's for a dog. What? Okay. <laughs> nah, nigga. <laughs> let project, man. Stop crying like Bow
1: Wow. didn't had no shit. Oh, no, no he was a legend. I tell people all the no time. That's not Bow Wow Challenge? Like hey, this coming shit.
0: season on the podcast, we got a lot of appreciation yeah. episodes. Yeah. We got a lot of appreciation <laughs> episodes, crazy. man. That's I'll crazy. tell you that.
1: And also, Bow Wow did numbers that a lot of niggas can't do. Yeah, man. Just give it a bark. I
0: was mad jealous of the folks that went to the screen tour. I was like, <laughs> freaking I'm to go to the screen tour. But I had to like Mike Premiere. Either way. Either way. This next part of the interview series that we got, I'm really excited about as well because this is gonna be different than just well, Steele and I are just talking. We're gonna play some music and part of this is giving Steely the chance to break down these songs. Although mm. the fact that I get to react and ask some questions about it. But this I would say is the same as when you watch sports shows and you actually talking with that player or talking with that coach and you see them break down the game. And I feel like it's the same way here. I'm just typical old Arden, the media guy and I get to talk with this great athlete about mm-hmm. their work. So, sir, what is his first
1: song that we got? I think the up? first song we go with that was um that pushed me to know that White London was gonna be like a mm-hmm. um different project for me was um Grandmama's House. Grandmama's yes. house was like uh mm-hmm. I wrote Grandma's Grandma house in Cali. Yeah. I was in California, um I was there for the Grammys. Um and like a friend of mine, is my man Manny Manny YS, he um he just has a he's also an artist, an actor also. He um had this this thing that he put on the, on the Instagram. It was like a skit, and it was talking about like yo like he was talking about like going to his man's resort where he used to bring broads and shit like that. And he used to say like yo. If you gonna go to if you gonna resort, you got your kids. Leave your you leave your kids at your grandma's house. And like mm-hmm. he said that, and it was funny because I was dealing with a chick at the time. That son, she wanted like she kept talking about us moving to the next level of our relationship, like like we were dating. But I never met her kids. Like like mm-hmm. she always was like, yo, pull up, and you know we should get in, we should move in together. Like she's moving wild fast. But I never met her kids, and she was one of those girls that was like always out. Mm-hmm. Like you, I'm like, where's your kids at? They're like, <laughs> at their grandmother's house, and I'm like, but why? <laughs> like yeah. I know, like I don't like I've never yeah. like yo, I'm, I'm talking to you for like six months. I've never seen your I've I've never even seen a picture of your kid on Instagram. No, that's a lot. Like ever. So that's I'm like, alarming. all right, like you like even like she's like you want to go out tonight? Nah, I'm with my daughter. Like I'm actually with my kid. Like <laughs> where's yours? And she's like. I think Ryan like, why do you make that a big deal? Because, bitch, you want to move in together, and I don't even fucking know your kid. Which Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to fucking do it anyway, but still, like, that was a good word, that was a good excuse to stand on at the time. Like, First of all, I wouldn't do that, but still, if we were, you haven't even met, I haven't even met, like, suppose, like, the apple of your eye, the most important thing in your Mm -hmm. life. I've never even met them. So you want us to move in together? Mm -hmm. Are they coming too? Like, they're like, she's like, yeah. And I'm like, so shouldn't I meet them? Mm -hmm. so that's where that kind of that's that song like the whole hook and everything came in and then the rest was just me just expressing what i was going through hey can't wait to hear it let's do it let's play it for the folks Cause I bring a major pain in the booty tank uh, Still he doing major things with the name Fuck boy, we ain't the same, you a fucking lame Fuck boy, we ain't the same, you a fucking lame I'm just trying to up my chain, we ain't my brain My flow is happening like that light, I spit that cotton cane I woke up in the game, they say my name is pain this my When I heard this song the first couple times Mm-hmm
0: the one thing that it always impresses me is, is like how you guys are able to jump on the beat yeah. and immediately find your pocket Well, how are you just able to do that um especially I, with records like this where you know the beat is just gonna go like, yeah. it's gonna go it's only gonna get faster it's only gonna just go more and more so how are you able to just get into your pocket that quick along with just control your
1: breathing and stuff um well I I feel like with any I think the um one thing about just artist, period. Besides your lyrics and what's in content, I mean, delivery is everything. Like, yeah. delivery, like, we both can be saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if I can deliver it better, my, my message is going to go further. It's going mm-hmm. to reach more people. Um, and I think, just like, yeah, like, another thing that helps me, especially with anytime recording, is being comfortable with your engineer. I'm so comfortable with my engineer, like, to the point where, like, I don't, like, right here, I didn't write this. And I'm not I'm not one of those things like, you know, I never write, nigga. Like I'm not like I do write rhymes. You didn't come with the Jay-Z school You know what I'm saying? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like like but the reason why I try not to write, because it sounds so much like fluent. Yeah. That is when you're true. I don't wanna read, like I don't wanna sound I don't wanna sound like I'm reading. So a lot of times it's like I'll just sit there and go and he'll just keep what he likes and erase what he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And I could go like this was way longer than this was like... Grandma's house was like eight minutes. Jesus. Because I kept going, and then he was like, All right, I'm going to keep this. That's whack. I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep that. Save this better. You slurred that. Yeah, and it just kept, like, kept it to that point. But yeah, like, um yeah. I guess it was, to me, I'm, it's either what, what captured me is the sample or the, or, or, or the drums. And who produced this, by the way? And this is made by my man Josh Lamont. Okay. Theme music. Super okay. dope. He, he produced about, like, nine songs on White Land. So definitely. Damn right half the album? Yeah. No? What, was, right, what so was it? 17 tracks? 18 tracks? 17 tracks. So Josh Lamont, Cool Kid, um, E, Overweighted, um, My Man M3 and, okay. in Seattle, and Smarts. Those are all the producers. I, wanted, I hope I didn't miss nobody. Because niggas be real petty in their films. when you not to say hi. Getting on stories. Yeah. dead Yeah, think, You hate to say it. Yeah. Niggas definitely do the little southern jobs. <laughs> You're just like, I don't mean it, shit, look. Continue. But, yeah, please. Let's so get back to it, because that was great. That was a great start. Trap on me, P, just how I turn my paint. I'm a square with some jewels, call me Billy Jane. You know it light up with the squares, call me Billy Jane. I said, baby, where your kids at? Grand mama. Always you where the kids at? where you left your kids at? All up in that house, Hold on. So here's a funny, uh, funny. What's story about this? Tati um, is an amazing singer. This mm-hmm. is an amazing singer. She's dumb young too. Like she's um, she just graduated from um, Iona too. Congrats. Nice. Um, Tati wasn't originally supposed to be on this though. Okay. Originally, who was supposed to be on this was Omega, uh-huh. the girl that was on what's um, name on the group. Yeah. So I called Great. Omega to the studio. I'm like, yo, I got this part. We want you to sing this part, and it'll be dope. Omega asked, she's like, "No, I don't think this is like my like my cup of tea, myself. I don't think this is worthy for my oh, Omega." God. I'm like, "You don't act fuck with you." But nah, <laughs> yeah. but she so, but she was like, "Nah, it doesn't need nothing. I don't hear it." I'm like, "Nah, like you, you kill it." And that's one thing that I love about because um, some people will take some people will let ego get into things. Mm-hmm. I was happy Omega said that she didn't feel like she should be on it yeah. because it's like. She was like, I don't see what you feel, and I'm not going to force it. And I was dope because Mm -hmm. it was like, it actually opened up for me to get Tati, and Tati did see it, and she bodied it. Mm -hmm. And it was like dope because now I got to get two dope artists on my Mm -hmm. project that I really believe in their music, and I fuck with it. One of my favorite quotes is, honesty is key. Yo, that shit. Uh, and it, it, is Because I kept, like, you know, I'm like, nah, nah, just try it, just try it. And she was like, no, nigga, I'm not trying it. I just don't, I don't see it. So what's the sense of trying? Like, I don't see what you see. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not that, like, not that you No, know, the idea is the I know that. No, she was like, Yo, the song's done. I don't hear what you want. I don't think you should even add anything. I think this is dope how it is. And I'm like, nah, I hear it. And she was like, no, well, I can't give you. I can't give you what you want because I can't see it. Yeah. And ain't opened up a lane for me to do that, which I'm I'm grateful for. grateful. and
0: creative integrity.
1: That's what I mean
0: so much. Very much so much. just play a little more of this All right, gotcha. Well. Peace, peace, Lord, let me do my thing. in the game. with us. Now we don't need the same. Whispin' around more cap'nish, nigga, than romaine. Niggas can't go around here. Niggas are dope, yeah. Let me be honest here. Hmm. How many takes you think you normally go
1: do when you're recording a song? It all depends on how much how comfortable I am. On your best day. On my best day, maybe one one take, Steely. Yeah. One time, time. I can do one. I can do one all the way through with no there. I'm not gonna lie, I don't. I don't be having a lot of best days. Like, like, yeah. Mm. And then also, who's in the studio helps. Yeah. Um, If I'm in the studio with people that I'm creating with and the vibe is good, I can knock out so much music. If I'm in the studio with So there's times you'll be in a studio, and an energy can make you set off, like, something could just be off, or even to the point where, like, there's something like Cool Kid. Cool Kid doesn't record with anyone. Like, Cool Kid records by himself all the time. I've been, like, with me, he'll record, but other than that, he records by himself, and I realized why he did it, and actually, it does make sense. He was like, I don't like recording with certain people because it feels like I'm performing. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm performing in front of the person Mm. instead of recording. Yeah and i'll do that like sometimes i sat here and i had a whole session and i'll because someone's here it'll make me feel like i'm just a natural performer i'll perform it and i'll just i'll yeah. dump and go hard and then after that person leave i'll race the whole entire shit and then do whatever well, like, you're the booth women. looking like you freaking one of the artists from empire exactly that is so crazy it's in the true. booth and he <laughs> just
0: Dude, especially Hakeem, man. His yeah. character, he's like always performing. I'm like, fam, you and the boo, just you and Lucius, man. Just rock. This so just do it right ahead. But that is key because I've heard a lot of artists say that. More, like, yeah. like, just about, again, like, yo, not everybody could be in the studio. Because for one, it's their creative sanction. It's yeah. You want to be in there. You want to be able to work, especially when you're caring about working. And, and you brought up a great point as well, just that aspect of, somebody comes through to the studio and for them it's probably a rare appearance or a first time appearance you feel like you gotta go on and out yeah. and I remember uh, who said it? he said in an interview Drake said in an interview as well I think when he was this was like years ago when he was talking about like I think making views and he mm-hmm. was like the reason why I don't necessarily have paraphrase but the reason why I don't really like having people in the studios because also people could be expecting to go on these nights where we're gonna make a hit and mm-hmm. just do stuff. And he's like, honestly, he said, sometimes nothing happens. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just sit there and speak with 40 about life. yeah, <laughs> And then we'll go at it again the next day. That's, a, that's
1: actually the most important sessions. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times me and Cool Kid will come in here and we'll argue, we'll fight, and we'll talk about real shit. And we'll literally be here for about, like, four to five hours and we'll record one thing. But we'll leave and that will be like... Like, I, I just... I just learned something more about you. You just learned something more about me. And that necessarily kept it, like, it kept uh, it kept uh, the, the, the vibe and the relationship that you have with your, you know what I'm saying, with your partners and your soldiers like that. Like, yo, all right, now I understand why you're like that. Now I understand. And it makes the music more organic, more natural. the driving force. Yeah, very much so. Behind a lot of things.
0: Definitely. And uh, also, real quickly, I want to say salute to know the cool man because yeah. that dude immensely talented amazing I was brother. able to run through his project as well he's an amazing and, talent. Uh, he's an amazing talent I was very impressed very much and like. uh, what was the origin of the the friendship the brotherhood that you two had because I was recently watching man. it was your homecoming video yeah and I think you may have said or he may have said it was I think it was either on some I think we just worked on music it either was we worked on music then yeah. became cool and we got to where we at or it may have been vice versa, so please correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, either way, I'm still very intrigued in this brotherhood that you two have.
1: Yeah, we worked on music and we got cool, but it was more than that because he's, um, his uncle's my man. Like, his uncle's like, one of like, like my homies. Like, he's a, he's a, he's a big impact in just, um, music period. He was on the uh, record that I had called Nare- uh, Nareem. his name mm-hmm. was Nices, and he's just like, he, everyone that around my area that came up knows that like, Nices is just. Amazing talent. It was nice. So, that's Cool uh, That's cool Kid's uncle. Okay. And I needed an engineer uh, at the time. Because my engineer that was doing it, he just kind of like, you know, like, you just life happened. He just couldn't do it no more. So, Nice threw into the um, Cool Kid towards me. And like, yeah, I gave Cool Kid like, what? I gave, I'm going to give him Cool Kid like the keys to the studio. Like, yo, go do you. And then like, yo, let's get up and do music. And like we started doing music, and I think what happened, what made us click so much, is that I never find people that has the same drive as me. Yeah. Like I don't have, I don't find people that necessarily like. I'm the type of nigga, wake up at three thirty in the morning, uh, four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And like I, I hit you up and you're up, and I'm like, you I didn't go to the studio? Cool. Like I right, meet you there. And I'm like, don't you have work at like seven? Like, but yeah, so nigga, let's go. Like it's like, it ne- there is never. I he never says no. Like you know, like I I like like and I'm 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 very weird like that. like I'm very like I'll be in a lab, you know what I'm saying like I got I gotta go to the studio. Like I gotta and I can call him anytime and he he's there. Like nigga we're at the airport and we're making like he's to pull out his fucking laptop, beat machine, and he's gone. And he's like, Yo nigga listen to this. I'm like, ew, and I'll start dumping and he'll fuck around and record it, make make something with it and just like you know what I'm saying, you gotta understand this kid insane. Yeah, this kid sing, produces Raps like he does all of that, and uh, I think I, I I can't I can't even lie. Cool Kid even helped a lot of the project of like I write songs for people. like A lot of people don't know like, I ghostwrite a lot. Mm-hmm. I I ghostwrite songs that's for other people, and he's like, well, why don't you keep it yourself? And I'm mm-hmm. like, cause like I'm a rapper, like I can't sing songs like that's for singers. He was like, nigga, like it's like you gotta stop putting yourself in these boxes yeah. yeah you're not no loser nigga but you can sing a song if you want that's not like I don't know why I can't that's how those, those those records came because I wouldn't have kept them if Cool Kid wouldn't have been like yo you need to because this is like this is dope and a lot of shit I would, I would give off so I think that's what happened then once I also saw um his talent and his drive I want him to win like that's one like we're on the same label right Um, I don't I don't, just because, like, I was, I was, like, like, Stainless, I was the first one on Stainless Global. That's my label, Stainless Global. Um, Cool Kid is signed to Stainless Global, but Cool Kid, it's not like I'm above him. Like, we have equal shares in Stainless Global. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I believe in it, and I want him to win. And I really want him to win. And it's like, when I started bringing him on tours, I knew, and I always told him this, I was like, yo, there are going to be places that, I'm in That I can get to But there are places That I can't get to Mm -hmm. That you're going To be able to get to Mm -hmm. Any mistake That I've made In my fucking life Nigga You should not make The same mistake Mm -hmm. Like I What type of big bro The fuck would I be If I let you If I let you fall Through the same Fucking bullshit I fell through Like I can't Mm -hmm. Each one teach one You know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. So it's like I had to Put in a situation Where like Anything that I've done You can't fall To the same thing And because Like yo nigga Like you showed me just to the point of showing up sometimes that's what's more important like nigga like, you showed up when there was time mm-hmm. so fuck it let's ride nigga let's do it and I think that's where our brotherhood really came because like he knows what's up Like, and he also knows that there's been a lot of times that I could have steered started him wrong and did some dumb shit and he knows that like like my loyalty is what it is like like, like, like the reason my name truly comes from like all things steel the whole word mm-hmm. my loyalty is never bending like I don't like it, I am who I am like mm-hmm. that's, that's that's always who it is and like that's where that comes from and it's just like that's something that me and him was able to just build on and it went that far so fuck it that's, beautiful. that's he beautiful said that's beautiful that's great enough for real wow sensation that's a sensation. homie
0: that's a homie I really want you to just talk about this this grind of being a Independent artist because more than ever, the word independent gets mm-hmm. thrown around so much, Very much so. across the board and yeah. everything. Yeah, and there's counter arguments to what really qualifies someone mm-hmm. to be independent and things like that. But it really happens in music. Mm-hmm. Well, excuse me, not but and it happens a lot in music mm-hmm. as somebody that's truly independent, that's truly self-made and helped others and and done a ton of things, even for you just right now, even with the the progress you've made, what is your daily grind like
1: incorporating everything? What is it really like? So my main thing is when you're independent, you have to realize that if you're going to do something with no label, no help, no plugs, you have to understand that every single thing counts. Like everything counts From your merch To your social media To your music And I understand why I said These things first Before I said music Because once you necessarily Are really into this The music part Believe it or not If you don't let any of the uh, Bullshit pull pull you away From your mode Or your vibe The music part Is actually the most easiest part I believe that Yeah That's not the hardest part Mm -hmm. Like that's actually That's Like believe it or not You have We have to keep doing All this shit Just so we can still Make music Yeah, like you have to extend yourself and give these different um, platforms, parts of you, just so you can do music. Music is literally like I remember my man Jackson used to tell me this. Like music is literally like the business card. Like that's all. Like like, that's that's really what it is. But it's like I have to first speak and talk to all these different uh, uh, um, uh, what's name consumers in a way to let them understand that yo. No, you shouldn't just, you shouldn't just um, support me or fuck with me just because I'm telling you. I have to win you over. Like I, I, I always use this analogy and it's real. Like especially like with independent artists, especially with just like the grind, nigga. Like in society, society is literally like a fucking one way, bro. Like it's like a one way. Everyone's walking the same way. Everyone's walking uh, one way to, you know what I'm saying? To stability. Stability is the on, and that's the actual total opposite of independence because there is no stability when you're independent and people need to understand that there isn't no fucking stability so people like society's total life is just like a one way what happens is when you're walking this fucking one way you realize and start to feel like yo this shit is not for me like this 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 whole thing this get up this nine to five this fucking pension this working till I'm fucking 65 and then dying 10 years later to fucking enjoy the fruits of my labor I don't see this in me. Mm-hmm. I don't see this becoming my thing. Yeah. So, all right, just like a one way, you turn around, and go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Now you turn around and go the opposite way. What's going to happen? You're going to bump into people. You're going to mm-hmm. make. You're going to have collisions. And there's a bunch of people sitting here telling you, "Dumbass, you're going the fucking wrong way. Turn around." Yeah. And you're like, "No, nigga, because this way is not for me. I'm going this way." Now your job as an independent artist, your job as someone that's going against the grain, is to convince the yes. person that's a, that 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 that's going against you, to realize that that's your way. Yeah. To actually to the point where like yo, you know what? You influenced me so much that you going this way that I want to help you get over there. Mm-hmm. Yo, here, here's some money. Yeah. Here, let me buy your merch. Mm-hmm. Let me be, let me be your spokesperson now. Yeah. Because I fuck with you that much. Let me let me be that person for you. And you know what these people start to do once you start to influence each and every one of them? They move the fuck out the way. Yeah. And they say, go ahead, my nigga, like because I believe in what you're doing. Yeah. Now, the difference between the point of being independent and um being on a label, the label and the independent artist, the label has hundreds of people to move people out your fucking way. has hundreds of people to point and say, like, yo, this is the guy we want to win. has hundreds of people to sit here and be like, yo, the machine is behind this person to necessarily, and which is nothing wrong with that. The only thing about it is the message can probably be a little bit configured a different way when you have so many other people pushing this brand. Mm -hmm. The message doesn't always fall into what you really want, Mm -hmm. but when you're part of the label, and part of, which there's nothing wrong with that if you guys are all transparent and all on the same level, that's a beautiful thing. But when you're independent, there's no one to do anything else for you. So, yeah, when I get up and when I do things, I do all this shit myself. I have to... I don't have anybody to necessarily um, find these resources for me. I have to find them. I don't have anybody to necessarily push my records. I have to push them. Mm-hmm. I, and And I don't say that as a pity thing. I say that as a, like, it's just the reality of it. It's the reality of it, but it's also the point of like knowing that because I'm hands on with it, my grind and my movements tend to be slower, but my impact and my return
3: yeah,
1: is a true. lot different. Like and like that's where like a lot of people don't understand where it's like there's nothing wrong with it if you want to sign a deal. But just be be understand and be and be cool with what you're signing over. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem. Like, I, uh, it's not a problem for me to get a deal. I think the thing about it is, I've gone this far to just give all this up. Mm-hmm. I need if you're gonna if I'm gonna sign to a deal or sign a label, it has to be something where it's like a partnership, a partnership. But also it has to be something where like it's it's like it's it makes sense for me to necessarily have you f- have you come over and take 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 what I've built. And how can I trust that you're gonna to totally drive it to where I need it to be? Like, how do I know that? How do I know that this is gonna? Like, I'm saying, like, cause I know that I have a, I know I have a formula. I know what's working. I just, I think to the point is where that same analogy is, I'm the only one that's getting people to move out the way. Which you don't get twisted. You have hundreds of people that you can get, um, uh, get get people to move it out the way. But what if, what 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 if? The, the, um, the investment that I need you to have into this is I'm looking for a cult following and longevity and you're looking for microwave money to have right now. Mm-hmm. We find a conflict. and if this next person that you know is doing whatever shit that to, 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 to reach the people they need to reach and they're doing shit that necessarily kind of doesn't go with mine, but it's a faster return and you don't give a fuck about what happened to that artist after that, yeah, that might be something you want to do. I Right now, I don't see that for me. Yeah. I'm not saying that I would never sign. I'm just saying that I don't see that for me. And also, if I'm going to... And also, another thing is, motherfuckers need to know your leverage. Like, a lot of niggas don't have leverage. So you want to sign a deal with no leverage? Well, then, nigga, understand that, like, you know, you're just a worker. Like, you, you, you can't fucking demand shit if you ain't done shit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of niggas just don't want to do shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they answers your question. No, it, 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 it,
0: it, it makes a ton of sense. And yeah. it, it also goes to, you know, just another belief of mine, which is you should embrace just if you're in a position to be a, a startup, if you're independent, yeah. because at the end of the day, for as much as it's a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. it's about the fact that you're in control. And yeah. it's a journey that you get to embark on and that you get to see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's not always good to be in business with people so fast and to always hand over certain things because less control from you mm-hmm. means more unpredictability and that's not always not always the best thing even if you get fast money even if you get whatever it is you know but so, also
1: as in the whole mm-hmm. less control also leads to it, it, it leads to like like actually fucking the, longev- fucking up the longevity of the culture mm-hmm. like that's the thing about it like that's that's where I don't um this kind of like kind of messes me up it's like there's certain artists, so we have artists, right? We have artists that are superstars and that can sit here and tour the world yeah. and make millions of dollars but they don't impact the culture. But they're hip hop artists. Right? Mm-hmm. But they're hip hop artists, but they don't impact the culture. But they're superstars. Mm-hmm. So they can tour the world and sell million I mean sell million million millions of tickets, but they can't. Um, they can come here and impact the art, uh, impact the culture. Where it comes to the point where change or even give to the culture. So where we're at right now is we're at a point where we have people that track the culture, then we have people that impact the culture. Yeah. So now tracking the culture. I'm going by your numbers. What are your numbers? I'm going to fuck what you're doing. I'm going to fuck what you're rapping about. I'm going to fuck what you're talking about. What are your numbers? If you hit on all these platforms, and you're necessarily hitting on, the, on all these platforms, and you're clicking, your numbers are, are, are great, of course we want to do business with you. i want to sign you or whatever. But this is the thing that I want to know. Five years down the line, where are you going to be? Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. If it's a trend, if you, whatever music you was doing, what's going to happen after that? I would rather do business with someone to the point where, like, I'm building something and creating something where... Anytime I want to go back, anytime we want to go back on tour or do something, those same cult followers that grew up with us, that we did, is going to necessarily, like, we're always going to be able to hit that market again. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't cheat them on anything. It wasn't a trend. You grew with them. Like, our, our favorite artists, we grew with them. Like, we literally grew up with them from the Jays to the Coles to the, to the Drakes to the fucking Kendricks to the Big Sean's. We grew with these people. So no matter any time you're going to do something, like, you're never going to, like, I'm going to always want to follow that wave because that wave is part of me. That is part yeah. of my general... There's a nostalgic memory, feeling, emotion that has that yes. comes to that. What yep. a lot of different other artists did, just like, yo, know, like, they want this fast money, which I don't, I don't shit on you about it. I just want to know, do realize, nigga, if you're not able to produce these same numbers or produce the same us names... You are just the number. You're just going to be a, a mm-hmm. you're a barcode, and once it's over, it's over. Yes. And I just feel like yo, I just I, I don't I want I don't want fast I don't I don't want fast food followers. I want substance. I want niggas that I I like shit that I've 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 done. They can grow from. So I guess that's where I'm at with it. And some say sometimes good food cooks slow. <laughs>
0: Songs of this nature that could be um, emotional, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether it's talking about love or about life, as a writer, whether it's for your stuff and you've written for other people as mm-hmm. well, is it easy or hard to generate that emotion while writing, or are you just writing it? Um, is emo- and the second and the follow up would be Is emotion a big thing for you to have when you're writing?
1: Yeah, I think that's necessarily, I don't think you can write without being emotional, without being. The whole point about being a writer, from a poet to a rapper to uh, anything, or just uh, even like if you write books, you are, You the whole point is to, to, to get, to be relatable to your listener, to your reader, and, and, and also to actually, for people to identify with this emotion that you're going through. Like, that's the main reason of writing. Like, that's the reason why, like, I always say, like, a witty line is dope, but a real line will last longer than ever. Yeah. Like, someone, a witty line, oh, that's fire. But if someone says some shit, that you be like, oh, shit, like, I, I know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. Like, um, or then you have lines that are witty and deep and shit, real shit. And that, that's, like, those, those those are anomalies. Like, that, that don't happen a lot, but it yeah, happen, it happens. I think like one of my favorite lines that Drake said was, um, one of my favorite, favorite lines that Drake said, he said, um, jealousy is just love and hate at the same time. Yeah. Nigga, what the fuck? is at the same time. But nigga, like, that, I, yeah. ah, I wish yeah. I thought about that first. Yeah. I wish I thought that so sort of, like, because.
0: Yeah. I was is this is the
1: only sound you should finish the kids when your crowns over here? Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, like, yeah. Nigga. That shit was different, but it felt it. And, but it was a witty fucking line. But it was, it means a lot. So, like, I don't think you can be a writer without emotion. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think it's considered, like, poetry or, 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 or lyrics or rapping. I think at that point, you're just writing. Like, you're just, like, like, like you're writing for school. Like, you're writing, fucking your name or something. like, It means nothing. Like, you have to, you, I think your perspective has to be from emotion. And as a writer, your perspective is everything. We can talk about the same thing, but how you captured it and how you how it made you feel. I can't do that. So, first of all, can Six Nine sell out the Garden? I ain't gonna
0: front. No. to no, it? no. I'm saying the way he was building up, though, like his hype was like something crazy. I'll give him a, a surprise one time. It's crazy that sounds. I'll give him a surprise one time. A surprise one time.
1: You high as hell. I don't think
0: I he think, was. I don't like I said, one time. Because his not, hype let's remember his hype at one
1: point I will not lie was insane. I will not lie and sit here and act like, like Instagram did not get boring as fuck when that nigga got locked up. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. And then and tell you the truth, I was a I was a fan of just his whole like I was a fan of just how his approach on things was and he was kind of really exposing a lot of fuck shit. That like yo, I don't need this, I don't need that, and I'm still popping. I'm not on the radio, I'm not on this, I'm not on that, and I'm still popping. I don't that for an independent artist and in to see how that came, that was dope. The 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 um I don't know the principles I was brought up on. Yeah, I can't condone a lot of shit that he did, though. But I can respect that part, that aspect of it. I just don't think he got the music to do it. Like he doesn't have enough music. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah. isn't that different than maybe mm-hmm. one's ability
0: to attract um, yeah, the, the audience, just the fan I'm about base. To say, You don't need
1: to, bro. bro yeah. you say he didn't have enough music. It's eleven for eleven, my nigga. Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so, all right, so for this last song, mm-hmm. that really completes this this understanding of you, this defining of you. Mm-hmm what
1: shall it be good sir uh, this is a record that I'm going to drop soon it's not on White Linen but it's just like a single that I wanted to drop um, oh new stuff yeah some new music you know so why not nice um, just a single to just like every artist feel like you know you want to just drop something to let niggas know you still working and just doing mm-hmm. shit just to end the song off but mm-hmm. also I wanted um White Linen to me was like very melodic yeah it was very like you know songs and stuff like that I just wanted to get back to the boss so for like know, nice. To, like nice like doing a rap you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like that's... In a, I feel like that's so... Let me not say that's an on its way back. I'm not I hate when people say that. Like, yo, you're raps real rap I hate, yeah, I hate yeah, it. When say, that's cool equivalent to a nigga being on stage. Like, yo, this is that real hip-hop. Anything that goes on stage and says that's no real hip-hop is going to be trash. That's Skip. the worst song. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Yo, this got to be real hip-hop. I'm not following... Don't tell me here. what the fuck is that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just feel like... It's not the point of coming back, but it's the point of, like... It's being, um... It's starting to it's starting to necessarily create its own realm again where like yo you can literally be a rapper and just spit bars mm-hmm. and really still be popular or do your thing. Yeah, you don't have to always fall into what everyone else is doing. Yeah, me I love all music so I do everything. Mm-hmm. But like this is yeah I like to, I just like to rap sometimes mm-hmm. like that's 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 where I'm from. I'm ready to get barred
0: up.
3: Let's hear it. Come on.
1: that beautiful bean bale- music. B- b- um Let's hear it. And this is called Peace. Peace. Perfect. Peace to all mankind. Oh. Try to catch a vibe Ain't nobody gave me that feeling Nigga that's still alive I jump up in the sky I blew a check You on the blue check We got different meanings to verify I'm full face, peek the gem and eye I pray to God When a nigga feel the devil vibe An angel head, nigga mix with the devil pie I'm with the gang You with the pigs A different set of guys You wouldn't testify But you would testify Nah, nigga, please chill Don't let it fly Billy Jean started It's step wrong Something. I mean, I lean something, Me, and cool kid, like the 87 Lakers. When we get between something, I with that hook, hit Kareem something. Uh, me, nah, nigga, it ain't your usual. No melodies, no musical. This is that back of nuts, up got coke in your cuticles. We'll come through, back it with them. Have a funeral. Different, my nigga. Shit, man, I'm getting bigger, my neck, But still, humble am a sticking my neck. Uh, oh yeah, niggas don't live for the glory. But shit, that needs your my and then I reach my kings out here And some the And nobody How crazy would it be If somebody
0: really did bag a widow at a funeral
1: Yeah, that's that's that feel That's how That's a good movie It's a dope movie actually. It's probably been done before Oh, that's hard you're, you're, do that You're right about that but, but like how ready? foul is the nigga though <laughs> Like how foul is he for doing that He's what? from New York
0: that
1: um, that make you feel like why did he actually show up to the film? But like bro, but what if like right, so then like let me let me try it, cause I think for all directors of all movies, so many people that like do movies, your job is if you're if you're like showing something fucked up, is to kinda give that person like a backstory or give that person yeah. some type of uh mm-hmm. like like make him look less like a monster. What if the nigga that died was wild fucked up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he was wild fucked up. Mm-hmm. He was wild fucked up. What if he mm-hmm. stole homie girl? Like exactly. That, okay.
0: that nigga died. He yeah. bagged it. Like. And that is the type of thing I think about when watching movies. And that's exactly why my girl doesn't like going to the movies. Because movie. I will sympathize. I will look for a deeper story. Yeah, that would be deep. Don't get me. I just understand good writing. It's Folks, good. that was a new interview. I'm really happy you was able to tune in and yeah. watch. For this new series we got. Again, working title, but I'm happy you watched the first edition of this is an interview I'm excited for, featuring Still Leon. Sure. Make sure you guys stay tuned, follow yeah. us on all socials. And yeah, man. That's just that. I got other things to do. Come on, let's go. Mm-hmm.